just head to head, you know, I was dominant over him until 91 when I when I when I basically had career ending wrist surgery. Right. Up until then, you know, my record against 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 him and his team, you know, it was <laughs> it, it was it really was a competition there. He just wasn't my competition. My my focus was Bird, Magic, Dr. J, Kareem. Yo. Yeah. You should let that play some more, bro. I mean, that was the focal Real point talk. though. Well, that Real was talk. that was that was the focal point to me. It was a focal it was that, a few more things said after that. I mean it was, but that yeah. was the most significant thing to me. Um Look, we're not here to bash Michael. We're not here to do none of those things. We're here just to tell the truth here at the sports desk. Now, Uncle Shay Shay, shout out Uncle Shannon Sharp. He got a podcast so you can catch everywhere on Apple, uh, Spotify, anywhere you can get podcasts. You can catch Club Shay Shay by Uncle Shannon Sharp. Had the great Isaiah Thomas, arguably, in my opinion, he is the second greatest point guard to ever played a game of basketball. Number one, the Irvin Magic Johnson. But a lot of Michael Jordan. Fans, they always overlook Jordan's first eight years in the league. And what happened in his first eight years in the league, Black? Excuse me, his first six years in the league, Black? His six years. Please, Jordan fans, don't shoot me down because I said eight years. But what happened, Black? What happened? He got sent home. Yeah. Did he do a lot of winning against the prime teams in that era? No. Isn't it unfortunate that we have to remind folks of that? Is it? It's, it is, but I like reminding people. Yeah, it but, makes me feel good but to why, remind them of. But why the do we have to? But why do we have to, Black? Because why? you know people bias, bro, mm-hmm. about Michael Jordan. Everything Michael Jordan, they just bias about. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to hear nothing negative when it comes to Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm just sick of it. Yeah, I'm really sick of it. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it just baffles me that people can be so blind. Yeah, blind by six rings, bro. Like. It uh, a 15, 16 year career. Yeah, like I'm saying, just just like it, it just baffles me. That's all they look at. I guess mm-hmm. when you win six rings, you forget about all the other hoopla and everything else that you had to go through. But yeah. uh, but but not with certain people. But we're not gonna get there. No, we're not gonna. You know, I'm, let me get this off, bro. While you while go I'm ahead, talking, my boy. you know, I, go ahead, my boy. I just want to say this, bro. I just want to make a certain point. Me and you, we we homeboys. We didn't play a lot of basketball, sure, in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and D, most of the times you get the better of me when we play basketball, correct? Mm-hmm. Now I finally beat you one time, sure, one time. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not going to sit here and brag about the one time that I beat you. You're gonna be like, bro, <laughs> I I beat you four or five times before you beat me that one time. Gotcha. You know, and just because you beat me that one time, mm-hmm. something might have been wrong with you. You 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 might have not been feeling it that day. <laughs> Your wrist could have been bothering you. Mm-hmm. You know, anything could have happened. Sure. So we're not going to sit here and act like me beating you one time. I was really competition for you. Yes, sir. You know, when I'm <laughs> playing basketball, I look at the big dogs in basketball. Sure. The ones who's winning championships. Sure. And at that point, I don't blame Isaiah Thomas. And at that point, Michael Jordan wasn't doing that. Yeah. Last time I checked, when I seen the series on ESPN, Michael Jordan was sitting in the back of the bus uh, in his dad's hands crying because he got sent home once again by the Detroit Pistons. Yes, sir. Courtesy of the last dance. And there's nothing wrong with Isaiah saying they want competition because they wasn't. 
No, sir. There was no competition there for him. So I'm tired of hearing all the older oh, disrespect from Isaiah Thomas. Yo, he's just stating facts, bro. Absolute truth. He's stating facts. I was worried about Magic and Bird because that who was, that's who was winning rings. Correct. It's nothing wrong with this man saying that. It's nothing wrong with him at all saying that. Correct. Jordan was not on his level mm-hmm. when it came to team playing winning. Right. And then what about the times? Well, well, what, what about the year Scottie Pippen was there? They got beat then too with Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it was. Yeah. Michael Jordan finally beat Isaiah Thomas one time and then it's just like, the, oh, yes, we finally got over the hump. No. Mm-hmm. No. Isaiah let it be known. I didn't look at him like he was in my competition. Mm-hmm. He was just at the bike of the bus. Like, that's what it was with him and Mike. He yeah. owned Mike in, in, when it came to in the playoffs, he owned them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in the regular season, he owned them too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, y'all just stop it, man, with the, with the whole negative going towards Isaiah, talking about he wrong for that, he out of pocket. No, he's not. He just speaking facts. Absolutely. Yeah, man. It, it's, and, and sooner or later, we're going to have a GOAT uh, conversation part two. We're going to do a part two of the GOAT talk because we're learning a lot more. You know, the older I get, we're just learning a lot more. And, and, and I do want to own in. And we have another clip for the sound of the week to kind of add on to what Isaiah was saying. Isaiah was speaking straight facts as Black just, you know, said very eloquently. You like that, Black? Eloquently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, just keep this in mind as well. You know, Michael Jordan never beat Larry Bird and the Boston Celtics. He never beat him. Okay. He caught Magic Johnson in the Los Angeles Lakers Showtime team is when they were on their way completely out of their primes, heading out to uh, Greener Pastures. The Los Angeles Lakers and Magic Johnson did not return to another NBA Finals after that loss uh, to the Chicago Bulls. The Detroit Pistons, Michael Jordan lost them three straight years. He got swept by them as well. You know, he was beaten as well. He lost. He played more than six seasons. Now, I give it to you. Michael Jordan is top two basketball player of all time. That's not the debate here. The debate here is the respect that we lack with another player. Mm-hmm. We don't have to mention his name. We know who he is. He's currently a reigning, defending world champion, reigning, defending NBA Finals MVP. We, we know who that guy is. We don't have to speak his name. But all you listeners out there, all you Jordan supporters and all you Jordan enthusiasts and all you uh, uh, um, Jordan people who just don't want to hear it, maybe you should start listening. Because now the facts are being right in front of you. Go back and watch The Last Dance. Go listen to Club Shay Shay's interview with Isaiah Thomas and hear all the facts. Go listen to Colin Cowherd's show that you can find on any podcast platform that he did last Wednesday. And let's start talking about some truth here. Because I'm tired of y'all cutting me off. When I start asking you about certain things about Michael and all y'all want to talk about is 1991 through 1996. I'm not going to allow that any longer. So soon and very soon, the sports test, me and Black, we will be presenting part two of the GOAT conversation because we've learned more. We know more now. So anybody who wants to come and have a conversation here at the sports test, please. I asked my pop of my pops, a shout out pop, a valiant question, Black, and I asked him. I said, Pop, let me ask you a couple of things about Michael Jordan, and let me compare him to LeBron James. And I'm not going to reveal those questions right now, Black, because I want to save it for the audience when we do the goat talk. But at the end of that conversation, Black, my father is a Michael Jordan fan through and through, bleeds Michael Jordan. And you know what he said after I gave him all my facts and gave him something to think about? He said, "Man, son, you right." And when I tell you what I'm right about, what I'm right about, Black. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So Isaiah Thomas, don't be mad at him. Isaiah Thomas was spitting facts. He was doing truth. We have a little bit more on this just a little bit later. But let's go ahead and get this show on the roll. Kobe taught us to be better. Don't cheat me. Push it, push it. Wake up every single day to get better today than you were yesterday. Whatever it takes. Better dreamer. Better waker. Better stretcher. Better walker. Better talker. Better walk and walk and talk and talk. Better blocker. Better sprinter. Better loser. Better winner. Just be better. Do the simple stuff right. Better form. Focus. Better friend. Better fighter. Better rider. Better eater. Mm -hmm. Better leader. Better generation. Better nation. Just be better. Can you do that? Let's go. Back at it. Better player. Better shooter. Better score. Better goat. Yep. Better goat. Better mentor. Mm -hmm. Better minor. Major. Mover. Shaker. Better skater. Better artist. Yeah. Better teacher. Better preacher. Better believer. Better first. Better future. Better hero. Again. Better hero. Better mother. Yeah. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better me. Better you. Better us. Mamba out. Better. Forever. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on crack? Maybach music. What did you do in camp? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 86 of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man's one more time, one of your favorite sportsologists, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. And remember, I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. And it's your man Black. We back for another episode in the building. One of your favorite sportsologists. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are so excited, so happy to be back with you guys. We have a loaded show. When I say loaded, loaded. And for one, I am so happy that we are talking NBA today. And my God, Black has the rumor mill. Has the trade machine been on fire, my mans? And I am looking forward to talk about it. We're talking in NFL. We're talking college football. We're talking WWE today. Loaded show. And I'm ready to dive into it right now. Say, Black, real quick off sports, real quick. What you think about that Jeezy and Gucci, man? Huh? Taking place this Thursday, man. They done did the switcheroo, baby. Now, I know Gucci, you know. You know what I'm saying? What you think about it, Black? Oh. Man, look, man. <laughs> Bro, I just see, when I seen it, I was like, man, this for the hood, man. <laughs> man yes, I, sir. I, I actually took a ride through out east yes, today, sir. man, to see okay. some of my partners that still hanging out there, yes, man. Yes, sir. Was like, boy, we was talking about Jeezy and Gucci. He was like, boy, this going to be yes, real sir. right here. Yes, sir. A this celebration. Gonna be real. This is a celebration. Celebration you know, of the hood. Being from out east, my boy. Yeah. If it wasn't Jeezy, it was Gucci. Yes, sir. You know, and <laughs> man, this is tough for me, man, but I'm just going to enjoy it because yeah. I love Gucci. Yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah. big Gucci guy. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. you know, I just, everything about Gucci, Gucci, it's a celebration, but yeah. 
D, we didn't say it before. Like some of our best times came when Jeezy was yes, sir. doing his thing. You Looking know what I'm saying? It. So Looking forward to I'm it. I'm excited, man. I'm just gonna sit back, yeah. you know. Maybe we have me some drinks. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Enjoy it. And enjoy it, man. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? I'm excited though. I'm looking, excited about it. Looking forward to it as well. <laughs> I just had to ask my man, man. It's just an exciting buzz <laughs> for our community. You know, with Jeezy and Gucci doing the versus battle uh this week, man. But yeah, let's get back uh into sports. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into our star bench a cut. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Black, black, let's go ahead and get into it. My mind's star, but you cut. So we know we have a huge wave of young talent in the National Football League, specifically at the quarterback position. So I'm watching a little NFL football yesterday, and every time they show a highlight, Black, they're showing a new young buck out there slanging it, man, really making a difference for their team. And the NFL is in great hands after Tom Brady and Drew Brees and these guys finally go away. So, Black, I want to get your feelings, man, on the young pups in the National Football League. I got three young quarterbacks for you, man, and we're just basing them off what they've done in the NFL so far. Do not go back to college. We're doing what they've done in the NFL so far and what your eyes have seen. So you need a starter, you need a backup, and you're telling one of these guys to hit the bricks, my boy. Here we go. Quarterback from the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Quarterback from the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Umbero. And quarterback from the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert. Mm. My boy, who are you starting? Who you benching and who you cutting, Black? Man, um, I'm going to start Kyler Murray. Yep. I'm going to bench Joe Burrow. Ooh. And I'm going to cut Justin Herbert. Okay, okay. Is it is it is it is it a, a easy pick to cut Herbo? It's, def- it's definitely it's definitely not an okay. easy pick. I just want to uh, ask. Just want to ask. I just like, you know, uh uh, Joe Burrow's not doing much winning, but he's doing a lot for his team sure, at, that, I, yeah. at that position, and I like what he okay. likes what he is doing. Okay, so right. that's why I picked him over uh, Herbert. Justin Herbert. All right, well, I'm 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 almost there with you, uh, but I'm going. <laughs> I'm also starting Kyler Murray. I think that's kind of a no brainer. I kind of threw you a softball, mentioned Mr. Murray, uh, but I'm gonna bench Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, now we're just going off what we've seen in the league so far. I'm not going back to college, so please don't. Oh, all you Burrow guys, don't attack me. But um, I, even though the Chargers keep losing close games, when you look at the numbers that Justin Herbert is throwing up, he should be offensive rookie of the year this year. But there's only one problem with that: why he probably won't get it. If Tua Tagliavoli keeps winning and doing what he's doing. He might overtake Mr. Herbert. I mean, Joe Burrow, I just don't see him winning an award. I don't see him winning an award this year. But you got to look at them. You said you I just see said his numbers. numbers. Oh, okay. I see his numbers. But when I saw Justin Herbert go to New Orleans for his first ever pro start on Monday Night Football and do what he did out there and they got the win, I said, okay, how many young quarterbacks could have went in there and beat the Saints there? They're virtually unbeatable at home. And I know I want no fans there. Mm-hmm. But you don't see many, many losses 
from the Saints at home. You don't. And I just seen Burrow, you know, to at Denver versus the Chiefs. I mean, to Patrick Mahomes going down the field, knocking Herbert off in overtime to get the field goal. Herbert almost threw for 500 yards on that Kansas City Chiefs defense. But I'm just going NFL. So I am benching Joe Burrow. I mean, I'm cutting Joe Burrow, benching Herbert, and I'm starting Mr. Kyler Murray. But Black, I think it's fair to say, cannot go wrong with any of these gentlemen. Any of these guys have bright futures um, in the National Football League. All right, man, we're going to transition into our sound of the week, man. And I said this was a compilation. We heard Isaiah Thomas uh, say his piece uh, from Uncle Shea Shea to open up the show. Now we're going to go to my man's Colin Cowherd. I'm a huge fan of Mr. Cowherd. He uh, he tells a lot of truths, and he does it in a way that people don't like. But usually when somebody doesn't like something that someone says, it's usually because it's the truth. And Colin Cowherd does a very, very, very good job of that. So we're going to play the sound of the week. It's a little lengthy, but he's making major points with this sound. So listen, and then me and Black uh, will react. From Isaiah Thomas's eyes, what is Michael Jordan? Well, let's just ask ourselves about basketball qualities that we admire broadly. Is Michael Jordan the greatest winner of all time? Oh, no, 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 he's not. Bill Russell won 11 titles. Michael won six. Okay, okay, he's the best scorer of all time. Oh, no, 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 no. That's Kareem, who was not only the best scorer, but had the greatest single shot, the skyhook. Okay, well, they, Michael does more things well than everybody. No, 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 no. Even LeBron critics would acknowledge he's a better ball handler. He's a better rebounder. He's a better passer than Michael. LeBron does more things well. Well, then, then, then Michael elevates people more than anybody. Oh, God, no. Magic Johnson, everybody was great with Magic. That's why Magic went to 30% more finals than Michael Jordan. Well, he's the ultimate Iron Man. He's like Cal Ripken. He never missed a... He quit twice. He was a great basketball player, perhaps the greatest ever. But in Isaiah Thomas's eyes, when Isaiah Thomas faced Michael Jordan in his prime with his Pistons, Michael couldn't beat him. Michael couldn't beat him. By the way, couldn't beat the Celtics either. And I've always said, there's two facts about Michael. It's almost sacrilegious to bring these up, but they're both facts. When James Worthy and Michael were teammates at North Carolina. They won a championship. When James Worthy left for the pros, Michael stuck around. The following year, Michael's college basketball team with Dean Smith, <laughs> it wasn't the best in state. North Carolina State won the title. He didn't even have the best college basketball team in state, Michael. And then he went to the NBA. And do you know how many playoff series he won without Pippen? For our radio audience, the answer is a bagel. Those are facts. Michael won a title when he had Dean Smith and Phil. He didn't win with a lot of coaches. He didn't win with a lot of players. When he had a Hall of Fame number two and a Hall of Fame coach, he won. The following year, he went eight years without winning. He had a bunch of good players. He had a bunch of quality coaches who won games. These are facts. And the fact is, Michael's not the greatest scorer ever. He didn't have the best shot ever. When he left, the Bulls were still very good. 57 wins to 55. When LeBron leaves teams, they disintegrate. Did you hear that last part? Yes, sir. So for those in the back or those people who are at work or those people who might be in the gym in the loud or uh, uh, setting, 
and maybe they didn't hear that last part by Callan Cowherd, I'm going to go ahead and reiterate it for you so you don't have to rewind. <laughs> okay. He said, when Michael Jordan left the Chicago Bulls, they still won 55 to 57 games. A game away from in, uh, going to the Eastern Conference Finals, NBA Finals. When LeBron James leaves teams, every team that he's left, they disintegrate. Are we going to take that into accountability, anybody? You can't keep throwing up six rings in our faces. Hmm. Basketball is a team sport. There are so many dynamics to winning for a basketball team. Like, I firmly believe if Rajon Rondo wasn't a part of Los Angeles Lakers team, we might have not won the championship this year. He was that pivotal. You want to know why? He led our second unit. He was a leader. He was vocal. Anthony Davis trusted him. LeBron James trusted him. Frank Vogel trusted him. But everyone says Jordan did it on his own. How many times do you hear John Paxson's name? How many times do you hear Steve Kerr's name? And oh, 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 oh. How many times do you actually hear Scottie Pippen's name, Black? <laughs> Never. It's always what, Black? What do we always get force-fed down our throats, back, Black? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. There it is. Uh-oh. All right, so we're going to transition. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We leaving you hanging. That's right. We're transitioning <laughs> to the show. We're going to leave you hanging out there, people. Because like I told you at the beginning, me and Black, we will be, we will be presenting the GOAT Talk Part 2. We just wanted to kind of butter the biscuit, so to speak, Black. So, Black, if you don't mind, go ahead and turn the oven to 375. <laughs> I'll set the timer and then go the biscuits, Black. You might have to put that on 400, my boy. Whatever we got to do, my boy. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to transition into, that's right, I'm excited, the National Basketball Association. Black is on money today because I am not. I am so excited that we forget we forgot a whole topic. So I take that back, good folks, and shout out to my man Black for being there for his homeboy. Me and Black are going to get into our top five, and I apologize to all our faithful listeners saying, "Hey, hey, hey, them boys is tripping," but thank God for Black. All right, all right, all right. We're going to get into our top five of the week. So in honor of the NBA draft that is coming up on the 18th of uh, this coming Wednesday, Man Black wanted to roll out, in our opinions, our greatest top five NBA draft picks of all time. There's so many players, so many situations uh, that we've seen in our NBA lifetime. But we're going to give you our top five NBA players. Black, talk to me, man. Give me your top five. NBA draft picks ever. All right, all right. At number five, I have Shaquille O'Neal. At number four, I have Tim Duncan. At number three, 
I have Stephen Wardell Curry. Okay. At number three, I have Kobe Bean Bryant. Okay, okay. And at number one, I have LeBron James. For sure. Uh, <laughs> There's no reason why he shouldn't be number one on everyone's list. Oh. Uh. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. Yeah, great list, Black. <laughs> All right, here we go, man. Uh, for me, at number five, I have Stephon Wardell Curry. He changed, he helped change the game. He helped change the landscape of basketball. He helped change the pace of the game. This is now a shooter's league. The dunk ain't sexy no more. The three ball is. And Steph Curry made that. I'm going to say Steph Curry is the head of the transition of the game of basketball. And number four, Allen Iverson. AI came into the league and and went to that uh, organization in Philadelphia when they were putrid. They have been trash ever since Charles Barkley had left there. I'm talking about in the dumps. And what that little six foot one, six foot two guard did for the city of Philadelphia, I'll never forget it. He changed the culture of the NBA. And it was it, and he made it okay to be yourself. Shout out Allen Iverson. And number three, Kobe Bean Bryant. He changed the landscape in one night. The Charlotte Hornets, like idiots, didn't want him. They sent him to Los Angeles. And the rest is history. Y'all already know it. We don't even have to go there. Shout out to the mama. And number two, Michael Jordan. He changed the landscape of the NBA. He brought style. He, 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 he bought grace. He bought uh, uh, um, just a figure of superhuman uh, charisma uh, to the game. Michael had the look. He had the walk. When he got the Jordan brand behind him, he just pushed the NBA all the way to the forefront to challenge football and to challenge baseball. Jordan really not only changed life for the NBA, for the NBA, I mean for the Chicago Bulls, but he changed life for the entire National Basketball Association. And number one, the Kang. <laughs> the Kang. By God, he he Cleveland? Cleveland? I ain't never seen the Cavaliers in the playoffs for LeBron, goddamn. I know Jordan hit the shot on Elo in 85, but I was two. <laughs> but everything after that, what LeBron James has done in the National Basketball Association to be the face of the league on day one. He went, jumped right into the line with guys like Kobe, with guys like Shaq. He was right there with those guys as an 18-year-old kid. We already know his, well, he's still playing. We already know what happened in his career so far. But man. If you ever would have told me that this kid would be where he is now, I would have told you you was lying. I would have, I had never, I would never thought that LeBron James would have reached the feats that he has reached at this, at thus far in his career. Number one, LeBron or Raymond James. Huh. Yeah. Okay. All right, Black. Let's well, go ahead and uh. People gonna hate us, boy. Yeah, for sure. They already said anyway. It's some people. Oh, they Lakers bias. They LeBron bias. And and. You can listen to us or you cannot listen to us. You can fast forward through it or you can just go ahead and take it or hit our inboxes and let us know what you're really thinking. All right. So I'm just all over the place. I don't skip the tweet of the week. I don't skip. I don't skip everything, my boy, because I was so excited to get to the NBA because it's a great day. We're going to go ahead and get into our tweet of the week. And uh, I want to shout out Big Perk, man. Big Perk be on it, man. He really, really talking some gospel here, man. So here we go. Let's get into our Twitter of the week, man. Of course, we already know that the NBA just has so much going on, man. A lot of trades, a lot of trade talk, a lot of rumors, man. But my man's Big Perk, he always here to keep it real with us, man. He always here to keep it real. Here we go, Big Perk. Russ was born 
but he wasn't born yesterday. And that's why he got his life jacket on early. Because he knows that the Titanic is sinking in H-Town. And this is why I strongly believe that it's some truth behind James Harden being traded to Philly or the Nets. Carry on from my boy Big Perk. Also from my boy Big Perk, I don't want to hear anything about players changing teams. When you have the power like these young NBA players have, you need to exercise it. And I am all for it. Everybody needs to keep quiet and let these power moves be made. And I agree with Big Perk on that. Shout out to Big Perk. Uh, shout out Dre, shout out Future. What time to be alive? Apple Music, Spotify, Title. You can get that wherever you want to uh, listen to, whatever you want to. You know what I'm saying? What time to be alive. All right, black man. Did we get everything? Yeah, yeah, we hit everything, man. You sure? Yeah, 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 positive. Okay, so it's cool. So we can go there now. We can go ahead. Yeah, 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 we can go there now. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Tw Twitter, we were trying to come back. Now we can go ahead and get into the National Basketball Association. man it's been a wild wild last few days with just all the rumors all of the the, the swarming conversations in the nest in the national basketball association so today monday the nba uh offseason program officially kicked off at 12 noon today teams were able to discuss and make trades we have free free agency starting on uh the 18th i believe we have the nba draft on the 18th as well uh, we just have a lot of things that's going to be taking place uh, in the NBA. But let's go ahead and jump into it, man. I think the biggest story that kind of set this off is down in Houston, Texas with the Houston Rockets. Um, <clears throat> earlier reports came out late last week that uh, Russell Westbrook had had enough. Russell Westbrook had demanded a trade. We had a lot of back and forth saying Russ didn't demand a trade. Brian Windhorst, uh, uh, Chris Broussard, uh, our guy Woj, they all came out and said it. Yeah, this is going down. Uh, Harden and Westbrook just confused on what Houston is doing to try to push uh, the competitiveness forward with the Houston Rockets. So, Blake, let's just go ahead and get into it, man. Let's start off with the first thing, man. James Harden. This is the biggest domino, I think, in an NBA this year, uh, in the offseason. This is the biggest domino because James Harden has two suitors, allegedly, that want to acquire his services if he is indeed wanting out of Houston. And earlier today, we saw the tweets that James Harden indeed wants to see his options elsewhere outside of Houston. We're looking at the Brooklyn Nets, who already have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Then we're looking at the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid, Doc Rivers, you got to think Ben Simmons might be in a trade to go to Houston to get Harden in Philadelphia. But Philadelphia is a good spot potentially for Harden. Like, where are you at with, number one, James Harden's time being done in Houston? And where are you at to where potentially he could land, Black? Um, 
I got to thinking about James Harden in his Houston run, man, and mm-hmm. it was a thing. It was a thing of beauty. We got to see James Harden at his best, at the, at his peak. Mm-hmm. You know, scoring the ball, one of the greatest scorers of the basketball. Absolutely. And um, I think that time has come to an end. D. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all with him taking his taking his talents else, elsewhere. Um, I think Houston is uh, in a rebuild and. In, what makes me believe that if you fire your GM and then hire a new young head coach, mm-hmm. that that t- that tells me that you're that you're in the process of rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And uh, James Harden is not in the point in his career at 32 years old to rebuilding anything. Oh, sir. So I think it's time for James Harden to to move on to greener pastures. Mm-hmm. Well, he well, where he might end up, D. Um. Me personally, I would love to see him with Doc Rivers in Philly. Okay. But I know the Dominoes in New Jersey. I mean in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. In Brooklyn is hard not to look at. I Absolutely. know it's hard. Absolutely. But like you said, with Kevin Durant and Kyrie being there, then a young I mean not young, well, a fresh one year head coach, offensive minded guy and, and Steve Nash. And his co- old coaches there yeah, on the bench with yeah. him. Dan and Tony. then Tony is there as well. So um I'm interested to see where do I want him to go? I want him to go to Philly because I wow. think he would be a big fit, uh, a nice piece with Doc Rivers okay. and Embiid. And then there I think Philly will find a way to put more around James Harden there and he still can be the man. Absolutely. But uh I know where he, if he does have the option to go somewhere, it's going to be the Nets. Yeah. Because he have a better chance of winning a ring now right away. Right away. And uh, from what I seen earlier on, was hearing on TV, is that <clears throat> people, p- people might be like, no, he don't need to go there. But people believe that, what if Kevin Durant can't hold the whole, can't really get the whole season up under his up under his uh, feet. Yeah, coming back you from know, injury. You're going to need somebody who's a leader. I mm-hmm. mean, you're going to need somebody who can go over and take over games and do the things they need to do as a leader. And we don't know if KD is going to be able to come back and do those things. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think him going there to the Nets and kind of not have to put all the pressure on KD year one, him coming back from injury. I think that that's the reason why he's really looking at the Nets more than Philly. New sports desk. Yeah, um, this is the biggest story to me. Now, I feel you on everything you said, but like, you hit on a lot of great points with James Harden. For James Harden's sake, for him to um, still remain, to, for him to have his role still be as massive as it, as it was in Houston, Philadelphia is the destination. I would like to think that Ben Simmons will be a part of the trade package. I can't see how Ben Simmons stays now, if, he, if, if they can keep Ben Simmons and add Harden and Embiid, man, now, now we're talking differently because I think Embiid and Simmons need another offensive player to offset them. Like, the offense is, is heavily on Embiid, and this is a guard league. It's a guard league. Ben Simmons is not an efficient scorer. So it, it's, it's a missing gap there. But it ain't no missing gaps in Brooklyn. If James Harden wants to win a championship, I'm talking about next season. He goes to Brooklyn. People got to keep in mind, Kevin Durant is coming back off an Achilles injury. Doctors have said he is at least 85% of what he was. Now, they have no way of truly knowing that until Kevin Durant sets back on the basketball court. But their analysis is 85%. And if I get 85% of Kevin Durant, 
I'm cool with that. I'll take that every single night because 85% of Kevin Durant is better than probably 96% of the league. And then you got a Kyrie Irving who is immensely talented. But let's keep it real. He's injury prone. If Irving goes down, that means everything is on Durant. And I just don't think Durant and the Nets will even get to the finals if it's all on him because you just don't know where he is. We got to see it. But if you can get a James Harden, who's durable, who is a top, top five scorer ever in the NBA. Some people arguably he is the greatest scorer ever that we've ever seen in the NBA. You add somebody like that and you take away pressure because you hit it on the head, Black. Harden's been dealing with pressure. If you get around those guys, those three guys are going to just play off one another. It, 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 it's, it's, it's not going to be any type of stumbling blocks because you have champions there with Harden, with Irvin and Durant. They have rings. You have his old coach, Mike D'Antoni, which Harden loved. Harden loved D'Antoni. He loved the offense and rightfully so. And then you got a Steve Nash who understands push, push, push. Three ball, fast breaks, easy buckets, get back, run it up. We need to average 130 a game. That's what James Harden had in Houston. If he goes to Philadelphia, Doc Rivers is slowing it down. Half court offense. Will Harden be the focal point? Absolutely. But how much will Harden benefit on the fast break? How much will Harden benefit being a defensive liability in Philadelphia? If you're scoring 130 points a game in the NBA, you don't need to play that much defense because not a lot of teams can score 130 points in the NBA. Now, me personally, I want to see him in Brooklyn. I love box office in the NBA. I know we get a lot of people say, oh, the NBA is not competitive. We never get teams competing. Excuse me. There's only been eight to maybe nine teams in the history of the NBA to win championships. There are 30 teams in the NBA. There's 30 teams. So I miss me with all that. Do the Utah, do the Utah Jazz have championships? Do the Charlotte Hornets have them? Do the Orlando Magic have them? The Toronto Raptors just got one two years ago. There's not a lot of teams who win titles. Bulls, Lakers, Celtics. Cavaliers, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. So miss me with that. Box office, I want to see him in Brooklyn because I want to see if it can work. I want to see the fireworks of who's the leader of that team. Who gets the last shot? I want to see if Steve Nash can make it work. They said it would be trouble when LeBron, Wade, and Bosch got together down there in South Beach. And it was. That first year, it was pathetic. That team lost four straight games to the Dallas Mavericks and left a championship on the floor. But the next year, and the year after that, they got it right. They won. They won the four straight NBA Finals. I would call LeBron's stay in Miami a success. But when you're dealing with uh, slim-skinned, thin-skinned athletes like James Harden, Kevin Durant, God knows he's thin-skinned, and of course, the most thin-skinned of all them all, Kyrie Irving, how is it going to work? And I want to see it. Because if I could pay any amount of money to get a Brooklyn Nets, Los Angeles Lakers NBA Finals, I'd empty my bank account. <laughs> I empty it just to see it on TV. I don't need to be there. I want to see it on my television. You can have every cent I own. Because that NBA Finals will be the most watched NBA Finals ever. Ever. Why? Star power. Storylines. We need it. 
And I hope it happens. I hope it happens, Black. So, do you think it can work in Brooklyn? Well, Harden, Irvin, and Durant, do you think it can work, Black? Uh, D. <laughs> it's only one basketball now. D, it's only one. Ba- it's only one basketball, like you said, man. I, I don't know. I, 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 I feel the same way you feel about it. Like, oh man, when we're talking about lifting trophies in yeah. the finals, in the playoffs. You got to be made for those moments. Tough. And I mean, like, not riding the coattails of other people. Can you do it or not? It's easy to win championships when there's no pressure on you. But when you are put in a position when the pressure is on, I want to see how you react to that. Yeah. I want to see how you react. Mm -hmm. We already know how. The LeBron James of the world, Kobe Bean Bryant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Michael Jordan, Shaquille Mm O'Neal, some of the best. And we know how they react Mm -hmm. under pressure Mm -hmm. when the lights are on them biggest, biggest day. Mm -hmm. Now you getting now you finna assemble, potentially assemble a team, put a team together. Mm hmm. That the lights hadn't been really big. Mm hmm. Or, or the pressure hadn't really mounted on. Mm-hmm. And the times that we did see the pressure mounted on, mm-hmm. fail. Mm-hmm. From all three, fail. Yeah. In Boston, Kyrie Oven, fail. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, City, o- Oklahoma City, Kevin Durant, fail. Mm-hmm. Houston Rockets, James Harden, fail. Now you're going to bring that together. And like you said, D. These are the most thin-skinned players in the NBA that we know. All three of them. In the (laughs) NBA. The entire NBA. All three of them. Yeah. You get a lot of bitching. Oh, my goodness. You get a lot of crying from these three players that that, that could potentially be assembled on one team. I think they need to go ahead and put a a daycare center inside of oh the my. center oh, whoa, in Brooklyn. Whoa. Oh my God. Because it's going to be a lot of crying, D. For sure. It's going to be a lot of pampers that need to be changed. But I agree with you, D. I want to see it. Because, like you said, it's box office. And do you know why else I would want to see it, D? Why that, Black? Because if you get a Nets versus the Lakers NBA Absolutely. Finals. Mm-hmm. And LeBron James beat all three of them at once. Mm-hmm. My God. My God. What, what could they say now? What could they say now if the king is on top again? After beating the loaded, talented Brooklyn Nets. So I'm for it, D. I'm yeah. for it. Yeah. I, 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 I really want to see it. I want to see him go there. Like you say, box office written all over it. Yep. No one would miss a game. Anybody in this world would give everything they own mm-hmm. to watch it. Just on TV. Just on TV. Yeah. So I'm for it, D. Like you yep. say, it'll make a hell of a storyline in the NBA the entire season. For sure. For sure. And we'll monitor it. Because if that trade goes down, you guessed it. You're getting a special edition from the sports desk. And we're going to cover <laughs> it all. So our ears are, are listening very closely to see what happens with James Harden Houston. All right, let's get to his counterpart, Russell Westbrook. He came out first, said he wants out. 
There's been a couple suitors out there. First, we was hearing rumblings about him going to the Knicks. Then we heard rumblings about him going to the Clippers. And then I saw last night that he was in favor of being traded to Charlotte uh, because he would be the man again. I don't necessarily believe that report. I would like to thank Russell Westbrook, who's going into, I believe, his ninth season in the NBA, maybe 10th, that he would like to compete for a championship. So let's go back to Westbrook. He was a made man in Oklahoma City. Made man. Uh, let's call it what it was. His time just ran out. He accomplished a lot. Then he went to Houston to join James Harden. And for what it was worth, they looked like they played well together. They had a good season. Got to the second round, of course, losing to the Los Angeles Lakers in five games. But Black, do you see anywhere for Russell Westbrook? Do you see him going anywhere? Um, D, this is a tricky one for me. Like, I really yep. don't know. Yeah. Like, I really don't know. Um, but if I was if I was a betting guy and well, I would like to see him land, I would like to see him land with the Clippers with Kawhi. I think oh, I think, think it'll work. I, I I think that I think it would work because okay. I think he'll I think he would do a lot better than PG did. Mm-hmm. Would he be a liability defensively? He could mm. be. He could be, but you know, Kawhi is has always been used to being the only top notch defender on the team that he's played on. So I don't know how much that would really work. But I know he we know Westbrook can can score the ball, bring that energy. Paul George didn't bring that. Mm-mm. And we're going to get that from um, uh, Westbrook. R- Russell Westbrook. So me personally, I would like to see him land with uh, the Clippers. But it's interesting if someone like the Knicks get him because he like they they need a big star there. They've they've ne- they they haven't had a big star since Melo in New York. Yeah, and they need something to. Grow something around, and and if he, the rumors are right, he wants to be the man again. Why not go somewhere like New York and maybe start over? Yeah, I, 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 and I'm with you. I don't really know uh, what a good situation would be for him. You say that, and I hear you when you're saying with the Clippers, because he would bring an intensity there with the Clippers. But Kawhi Leonard and that Clippers team, they need a true point guard. That's what they lost. That's what they lost. If you go back and look why the Clippers like outside of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard basically not showing up, they didn't have a point guard. Who was leading the way? When you see point guards in the NBA, good point guards usually have a pretty good team. And that's what they're missing. I don't know if Russell Westbrook is going to be the deferring type going to the Clippers because you're going to lose Paul George in the trade. You're not going to have Kawhi, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook out there with the Clippers. Paul George is out of there. <laughs> But so I don't I don't really know. And then you got the Knicks. Yeah, I get it. Would I like to see him in New York? Would he be the star there? Yeah. Would he bring energy to Madison Square Garden? Yeah. But I'm a Westbrook friend. I want to see him win. I want to see him in a situation where he can win because let me tell you something. You don't see guys play hard like him every single night. When he's playing a game of basketball against a team like the Orlando Magic that doesn't make TV, when you see the highlights, this man is breaking his back to win. Just like he would be if he was facing the Lakers on TNT. So I'm a fan of Russ, but I don't, I don't think he has many good options, man. I just don't. If he ends up in Charlotte, they're going to suck. If he ends up in New York, I don't know. Like, how many young pieces do the Knicks have to give up to get Russell Westbrook? Does he stay in Houston if James Harden is traded first? Mm, maybe he might. But he's came out and said he doesn't like where the organization is going. So I really don't know. 
I'm going to be shocked and surprised what whatever wherever he ends up. I'm going to be like, oh man, because I'm really confused. But I just hope Russ ends Russell Westbrook ends up somewhere where he at least can compete. And I hate to say this, I don't know if Russell Westbrook will ever win a championship mm. because he's now at the point of his career where wherever he lands with that massive contract. I just don't know if it would be complimentary of a team being able to put pieces around to get to the NBA Finals. And he had his chances. He got to a Finals, and it just hasn't worked out. So we just keep our, our ears out and uh, keep our eyes open and see exactly where uh, Russell Westbrook lands. It's going to be real interesting to see where he goes. All right, man, so we're going to get into the first big trade, man. Black. CP3 is on the move. Now, before all of this, Chris Paul was being rumored to be traded last year when he got traded from Houston uh, to go to uh, Oklahoma City. He could have been a Miami Heat. He could have been back with the Clippers. And then my phone went off today. And boy, what a trade. Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns today. Black, I love this trade. I love it. And I'm going to tell you why, Black. He's finally getting an opportunity to play with a Kobe Bryant and Devin Booker. Now, by my enemies, I'm not saying Devin Booker is Kobe Bryant. But when you look around the NBA, if anybody's game is anything like 24 and number eight, it's Booker. He took a huge step in that bubble. And it's going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul has never had the opportunity to play. Listen to me, because I know he played with James Harden. But James Harden was ball dominant. Devin Booker don't need the ball. You, get De- you can get Devin Booker the ball in pockets. Mm-hmm. And he can do a fadeaway. He can do, he can do a quick move, pull up. He don't need to dribble, 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 and then pull up the shot. Nah, Chris Paul can get him in position. And then they got the next... All-star big man on the floor, too, DeAndre Ayton. He'll be an all-star this year in the Western Conference as a big. He will be. Mark my words and quote me on that. This dude is supremely talented. They have a lot of young pieces out there in Phoenix. I just want to go over the complete trade uh, that went down today uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Phoenix Suns. So Chris Paul and some dude named Abdel Nadir. It's going to the Suns for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen LeClick, and the 2022 first round pick. Now, if you're Phoenix, you hate to lose uh, Kelly Oubre. Uh, you, you, you hate to lose him. Mm-hmm. Ricky Rubio, that's the even trade for Chris Paul. You got a better point guard. You swallow that. But I think this Phoenix Suns team with the great coach Imani Williams They'll be a top four team in the Western Conference last year. Did we see what Chris Paul did with Oklahoma City Thunder? Yes, we did. Did we see it? Mm-hmm. Now Chris, a, number, a number five seed. And now Chris Paul is getting more talent. And he's going to go and be potentially buying for a spot in the Western Conference Finals next year. With a team who was a win away from making the playoffs. And on the bubble. bubble. Great head coach. Great young superstar. Big man that can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I like to trade Black Chris Paul to the Suns. Very interesting. What you think about it, Black? Yeah, man, I love it, man. Um, I love to see 
from seeing Chris Paul this year with OKC, seeing him with a younger team, it works. Yes. It works for him. Big time. You know, um, I know he's with the Clippers, but like you said, he never had that Kobe Bryant type player mm-hmm. or those uh, players who can just go get it in any different type of way, which Devin Booker is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need the ball. No. He, uh, Chris Paul can get him the ball off screens. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, catching them in pockets mm-hmm. here and there. He can he can do damage just by moving, not yes. just by having the ball in his hands. Yes. And that's one of the Chris things Chris one of the things Chris Pauls love, mm-hmm. especially being a, a passer of the basketball. Because mm-hmm. he's a passer first. Mm-hmm. Chris Chris Paul don't want to have to be the one to score. He wants to pass mm-hmm. and get everybody else involved mm-hmm. first. But uh Seeing this man, I was like, man, this is good for the Clippers, especially coming off that eight and no in the, the bubble. Suns, the Suns. I mean the Sun. Yeah. I mean it's the Suns. Seeing them coming off eight and zero in the bubble, and then you know having a good uh, head coach, good young head coach, and then like you said, team just talented. Team just talented. It got it's just, it's just a whole bunch of young talent assembled from the starting five to the bench. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, great head coach. I, I, I would love to see where the Clippers go. I think this put the Clippers in the playoffs. With this Chris Paul trade the Suns, in the playoffs, the, the, the Suns. I'm sorry, yeah, the Suns. I seen something else. That's why I'm saying the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was what I was reading was that uh, he got traded to the the Suns, but he preferred to go back to the Clippers. Yeah, I saw that as you well. You know, so uh, it's 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 interesting, but I feel like him being with the Suns is something good. It's fresh. Yes, you know, man. not that OKC wasn't, but he had to do so much. Yeah. With OKC, they yeah. had to rely on him scoring. They had to rely on him getting everything, assisting the ball, getting the ball around the court to the other players. And then he didn't have a a score that he could just go get it. Mm-hmm. Now he has that. Yes, he does with the Suns. So I'm. This is going to be big for the Suns, big for Chris Paul. Uh, and I see big things for them going into the new season. Yeah, I love the trade, and I can't wait to see how it unfolds. I'm telling you, if Phoenix can stay healthy. And they can really take advantage of that momentum coming out the bubble. Great head coach Imani Williams, leadership with Chris Paul, Devin Booker on the rise, DeAndre Ayton on the rise. Man, I'm telling you, they could be knocking on the door at a berth at the Western Conference Finals. Watch what I tell you going into this season, okay? All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into just a couple little quick uh, conversations. Something came out over the weekend, Black. Potentially, Kevin Love to the Warriors? Draymond Green landing with the third team? A lot of rumors are swirling that the front office has had enough of Draymond's mouth. That he's had enough of Draymond's energy towards the uh, front office. And they might be looking for a change, bringing in Mr. Kevin Love. Now, Black, do I think this trade takes place? Absolutely not. But do I think there's some truth to it? I do. I do. Black, what do you think about the potential of Kevin Love uh, going to the wards and Draymond Green landing elsewhere? I don't like it, bro. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I just Draymond fits with the he fits heart and soul. He's the heart and soul. Like, why would you want to get rid of that? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that we respect about Draymond: his mouth, his energy, his yep. play. He honest man. You know, he's not the 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 flashy scorer. Or the he's he's the dirty guy. Dirty man. <laughs> he's the dirty guy. Every team needs one of those hobgoblin. Every team needs one of those. And why would you want to? Get rid of him for Kevin Love. No, no way. disrespect, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 
please, I hope, I really hope this doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I really either. don't. Neither. I mean, if it does happen, man, somebody's definitely. Yeah. Yeah, they gonna somebody gonna get fired if they make that move, man. So that was just something out there swirling. And um, let's see. Last but not least, man, uh, do the Clippers make a move? Got some noise out there. Paul George, that's right. Paul George has been flirted around. The Clippers are trying to do a little moving and shaking. Do I think Paul George gets traded? I personally don't think he gets traded, but it's out there. I mean, for them, you know. Even putting it out there that he's available is kind of wild to me. I know we had a poor performance in that second round of the playoffs in the bubble, man. But, uh, you know, you think Paul George gets moves, Black? You think he get moved this week? He may. Mm. He may. Okay. You okay. know, uh, he took a uh, big step back this year. It was tough. It was tough for him, and especially with all the hoopla we was hearing before the season started. My God. You know, and... um. I just don't know about him and Kawhi working together, man. I just don't know. Think it might not fit? I don't I don't know if it's a good fit. You know, I I okay. I don't know, D. We'll see. If I was if I was a betting man, I would say he's out the door. Wow, okay. I would say he's out the door. Where? I have no clue. I don't yeah, have no clue. I don't know. I don't because, know. you know, Doc Talu, I think Talu is a really good coach. Absolutely. And I think he know he he can he can tell what type of dynamic he probably needs to put with certain players, especially being around uh, coaching a player like LeBron James. Absolutely. And if they see, see certain certain things in Kawhi, he may know well. Uh, Paul George may not be a good fit for Kawhi. I think I think we'll find out. I think he stays put um, because the Clippers are probably going to make a splash. Keep this in mind: Kawhi Leonard is opting out. Kawhi Leonard will be a free agent next year. He signed a two year deal. He's opting out. I'm just going to put that out there. He's not. Conversate with nobody or redoing any type of deal. He signed a two-year deal for a re- two-year deal for a reason. He's opting out after this year. No matter what goes on, the only way he stays a Clipper is if they win the title this year. And I don't think they're going to do that. All right. So just keep that in mind. Montrez Harris could be on his way out. Big payday on the horizon for Trez. Mm-hmm. Do the Clippers have enough money? I to would pay love him? to see what he end up at. You know. So yeah. let's just keep our eyes on the Clippers, man, to see what uh, goes on there. All right, man. Let's go ahead and transition to the Los Angeles Lakers. That's right. You guessed it. We saved the best for last. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home. Of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Woo! LeBron James. Woo! LeBron James. Black, let's get into the purple and gold, man, with the King and the brow of the reigning, defending world champions, man. Let's talk about it, man. We had a big trade that took place yesterday, Black. We finally got rid of Danny Green. I it's, mean, it's not done yet, bro. He's gone. He gone. <laughs> he gone. He gone. Black. Danny Green is out of here, and I'm glad he was the first to go. So he's gone. Dennis Schroeder, thank God, is coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. Black for a first round pick and Danny Green. That's all it took to get Dennis Schroeder over to the Los Angeles Lakers. I love the move. Mm. I love the, the tenacity of Dennis Schroeder. Catch and shoot three-point guy, and he defends. He's very scrappy, very tough. 
We need guys like that in LA on the horizon of potentially potentially losing Rajon Rondo. The rumors are already started. Rondo wants one more last payday. You got teams like the Atlanta Hawks who can pay him. Oh, man. I hate to lose him. Don't want to lose him. He opted out today. Avery Bradley also opted out. I got something for Avery Bradley in the second, too. But Rajon Rondo opted out. Let's get back to the Schroeder move. What do you think about Schroeder coming to the Los Angeles Lakers and the departure of one Daniel Green? Oh, uh, I'm kind of torn, man. Okay. I like Schroeder. Like you said, D, he's, he's tough. Yes. He can go get a bucket. Yes. He can, he can he he's a defender. Yes. And he's an energy guy. Yes. But man, man, oh man, to see the reports that this move was made because they feel in their heart that yeah. Rajon Rondo will be leaving. Yeah. I kind of got down a little bit, D. Sure. Because I was hoping that for the next few years here, we would be able to see. LeBron James and Rajon Rondo on the same basketball court on the same team. I'm with you. And I was holding on to those words that he said in an interview in the bubble. As long as me and LeBron James are on the court together, no one would beat us. Yeah. You talk about two of the greatest minds in basketball. Absolutely. Two of the highest IQ basketball players that Absolutely we have black. in the NBA. Talk about it. And it could be coming to an end. Could be. Could but be. But man, this is, I like the move because... A good younger player, mm-hmm. same kind of energy Rondo's brings, mm-hmm. but he can score the ball a little better than Rondo. Does he, he have can. the IQ or anything? We don't know. I, I'm not sure that he does. Not like Rondo. Not like Rondo. Yeah. But he will get you 20, 15 to 20 when you need it. Yeah. He can't do that. And he will defend and aggravate the best team's player if need be. Absolutely. So uh, I'm not sad about Danny Green. Daniel, you, 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 my man, I tried to give you a break, but bro, it was time. <laughs> it was time. Absolutely. And, um, you got paid, you got paid really good, but you didn't do what we needed you to do, buddy. Not when it counted. Not when it counted. You know, even though we got over the hump, you got another ring. You do. Three. Oh, well, now it's time to take those rings you have. Sure. And go on to lesser pastures. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I like the trade, man, and I and, and, and I feel good for LeBron because you're giving him another young energy guy. That's what LeBron needs at, at, this, at this point in his career. He do, bro. Young energy guys. He do. That's what they got in Dennis Struder. He do. Before we get off the Los Angeles Lakers, we had a, a potential trade in the works with a DeMar DeRozan coming to uh, L.A. for Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma. It looks like that is not going to happen. DeRozan picked up his player option to make $27 million to remain with the San Antonio Spurs earlier today. After Danny Green, I'm guessing he saw that Danny Green went on. Those two players would have fit his contract. Doesn't look like DeRozan going to uh, end up in L.A. Like he's going to stay in San Antonio. Before we, you know, dip out of uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Also, Anthony Davis opted out uh, his contract. All y'all chill. I seen on, t- as soon as they made the announcement that AD opted out, oh, what the Lakers fans going to say now? Oh, Anthony Davis, he's, he's, he's testing the market. No, 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 no. Let me give you a class on how this goes. Anthony Davis's value is up. He opted out $27 million a year to make $41 million a year. Los Angeles Lakers are going to be able to give Anthony Davis a Supermax. 
you'll be seeing that notification drop on your cell phones in a, in a day or so. After Rich Paul finished negotiating with Rob Palenka to make sure Anthony Davis is a Los Angeles Lakers for the next five to six years for $300 million. <laughs> so all of y'all, relax. I know you're dreaming of Anthony Davis leaving La La Land and leaving the Kings side. But no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Now back to business. I hate to do this. I hate to do what I'm about to do, Black. Ava Bradley. <clears throat> Good, sir. I respect your decision not to come to the bubble due to the pandemic, due to the, to the, the, the COVID uh, numbers all over the place. And, and, and your, your family's health come first. I respect you. To tell you the truth, I probably would have did the same thing. Nothing comes before my wife. Nothing comes before my son. I gave you a big salute on that. Los Angeles Lakers said, hey, well, if we and when we win the championship, we're going to give Avery Bradley a ring because he contributed throughout, throughout the season. And the last time we saw Avery Bradley, when we went against the Los Angeles Clippers, he scored 25 points. He played immense defense, and it hurt. When Avery Bradley said he wasn't going down to the bubble. I believe if Avery Bradley would have went down to the bubble, we probably would have lost one playoff game. That's how valid he was, but that's hearsay. But Avery Bradley has switched representation. He has a new agent. Good for him. Avery Bradley has also opted out of his contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. Cool. Business is business. But Avery Bradley, I got a problem with you, dog. Because out of nowhere, you want to start saying... How much your value is and how much you meant to the Los Angeles Lakers and how much you uh, are inclined to get a raise of what you've done in Los Angeles. And if, if need be, um, you will pretty much spurn the Lakers and go to greener pastures. Now, I don't want our listeners to get confused here. Get your money, dog. Handle your business. That's what a man does. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about your conversations that you're having about the Los Angeles Lakers after the Lakers had you down, paid you your full salary, giving you a championship ring, and making sure your name is up there when they raise the banner for the championship this past year. This is how you repay the Los Angeles Lakers? Huh? No, 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 no. I don't agree with that. If you're going to switch teams, if you're going to get a new agent, let it be that. But don't come out and say what your value was to the Lakers. That it can't be missed. It has to be highlighted. Don't do that, Avery. The Lakers won a title without you, sir. We were down in the bubble. We won the ring. So when you get the ring in your mailbox from FedEx or wherever the hell you're going to get it from, just know that the Lakers could have said, no, we're not going to give Avery Bradley a ring. He's not coming down to the bubble with us. Avery Bradley, relax, sir. Now, if I hear any more of this, we're going to call you to the carpet here in the sports desk. <laughs> and I'm not going to be so respectful. So I wish you good luck, Avery Bradley, on your ventures. But hey, man. No need to be talking out of the side of your neck about the Los Angeles Lakers after everything the Lakers did for you. Because you weren't a champion before this. And now you are. So be respectful, Avery Bradley. All right. So, Black, 
Let's get into some more free agent news, man. Black, we got some free agents out here uh, coming up. Victor Oladipo. I was a proponent of bringing Oladipo to the Lakers, but it's going to cost too much. If we were going to lose Rondo, if we're going to lose Contavious Caldwell Polk, I said, man, do we got enough money to bring Oladipo to, to L.A.? I would have liked to have him out there. Drew Holiday. I said, let's bring Drew Holiday out to Los Angeles Lakers. He can be our starting point guard. I'd like to see that. If we're going to lose Rajon Rondo and Contavious Caldwell Pope. But I just don't know where we are at our point guard position, Black. Dennis Schroeder is going to be a bench player. He's going to come off the bench and lead our second unit. He's not going to start. So, Black, Drew Holiday, Victor Oladipo. What, what, what do you see these two point guards going in the NBA, man? D, I don't, in this offseason free agency. D, I don't know. Well, first, I want to talk about the point guard position for the Lakers. Yes, sir. With the potential exit of Rajon Rondo mm. and Caldwell Pope. Yes. I don't, I really don't know where the Lakers, where they go. We need a starter. We need a starter, but I don't. Can we pay these guys that we're talking about? Are we going to have the funds after giving this massive money to AD? I'll trade Kyle Kuzma to the Pelicans to get Drew Holiday. Uh, is that going to be the way that we get our new point guard by trading players, trading another player off? I hear what you're saying. I didn't want that to happen. I really was hoping that getting rid of getting rid of Danny Green and getting rid of maybe potentially getting rid of that contract. I don't know how the contract stuff is going to be with Danny Green going to OKC. Mm-hmm. Do they pick up his contract they if do. he goes there? They do. Would that give them room to re-sign Caldwell Pope? We'll see. He's due a big payday. You know, so I'm kind of like, I, I, I don't know. Will, will LeBron take a pay cut? Maybe not. No way. <laughs> not in year 19, 18. No way. No way. Anthony Davis about to get paid. I, I, I really don't know, Dean. It's, it's kind of worrying me because I see everybody else trying to put things together here. I, I feel I it. see. I, I, and, and I know in my heart, the Warriors are going to be ready. For sure. They got to have a point to prove this season. You're right about that. Those light-skinned brothers in San Francisco <laughs> are going to be ready to go. <laughs> are going to be ready to go, D. Oh, God. And the last thing I need is some more long nights in my life. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you, Black. Because I know, if I know this, I know this right. The Warriors, the Warriors are in prime position to make a move. Yes, they are, sir. And yes, they I are. don't like the fact that it's quiet over there. It's <laughs> other than the Draymond Green news, you're not hearing anything else. It's eerily quiet. You're not hearing nothing about that top two pick that they have. Nope. <laughs> you're not hearing nothing about anyone being moved. And that's not good when it comes to the Warriors. I got you. I got you. Remember. Mm-hmm. We didn't find out everyone was shocked when they AD. I mean, was shocked when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. Yeah. No one heard anything. Not a word. The Warriors were being quiet. Yep. And yep. then boom. Big boom. <laughs> and like I said before, those light skinned brothers, <laughs> they got some revenge on their mind. Yeah, they do. Because if I know right, I know Clay Thompson. Oh, my God. I know Steph Curry. Yeah. Don't like the fact that King James won a ring. They do not. They do and not. And they're going to come out guns blazing. Yes, sir. With Draymond Green. Year. So I need everything. 
everything, and then I'm going to get to your question, D. I'm sorry. Sure, no, no problem. Please. Everything. Go ahead. Please. Intact, my boy. That's going to help us get to this back to back that we need. Yeah. Yeah. Because that over there in San Francisco, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. It's going to be real. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be real. I'm more worried about that than the, than the, than the finals. Yeah. Because yeah. I know once you get to the Western Conference, and they will be there. They will. Because they're going to make a move. <laughs> they're going to be there. <laughs> Steph and Clay can get there by themselves. They can get there. That's proven. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm. I'm just worried about that dynamic, D. I don't I know you. how we're going to handle this situation because I know money is tight. I know. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to. Is it going to be a trade? Kuzma, if you got to go, brother, I'll see you later. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you around, bro. I'm sorry, but I'll see you later. We'll see you around. You didn't live up to the hype. Mm. You didn't mm. live up to the hype. Yeah. But something has to be done. We have to get more scoring. We have to get more outside scoring around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yes, sir. Yes, Caldwell sir. Pope, I hope something happened where we can keep you. Me too. Because you were one of my favorites this year. Me too. Avery Bradley, I hope you get your mind right so you can stay with the Lakers and stop BSing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But when it comes to Olin Depot and uh, Drew Holiday, I love Drew. Yes. Drew is a all-defensive guy, first team. Yes, sir. Multiple. He can get you 20 to 25. Yes, he can. Easily. Yes, with another nine assists. I would love him to be in L.A. Yep. But is it doable? It may not be because he's owed almost $28 million Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, L.A. may not be able to take that on. Mm Mm-hmm. Olin Depot, I uh, I like Olin Depot. Do I think Olin Depot would be the right fit for our point guard position? I'm not sure, D. I got you. <clears throat> because the last time that we seen him in OKC with a top notch player, he didn't he didn't do as well. Seemed like when he's on a team where he's the man, that where he that's where he flourishes at. Okay, I got you. I see you. He was the man in Indiana, so he was able to flourish. I got you. When he was OKC behind uh, Russell Westbrook, we didn't see much, and that's why they traded him to, to Indiana. I got you. I got you. So I'm kind of up in the air about these guys, but if I had to pick one D, it would definitely be Drew Holiday. I got you. And we'll see what happens. The Lakers right, took so long. No, 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 no. Great, great information. <laughs> great information to those light-skinned brothers in San Francisco who are probably shooting a, a gym up somewhere, literally, uh, you know, getting it done. But I feel you, and, and we'll see what happens. Very exciting week in the NBA. Uh, hopefully, we get some breaking news during the show. Uh, it never happens here on the sports desk, but hopefully, we do get a little bit of breaking and, news. And I'm and, and I'm pretty sure winning a ring and finally getting over the hump. It had been 10, 10 years since the last ring that that they won, the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm pretty sure Rob Lincoln know we have to do something to keep this going. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I believe that he sees now that winning a ring, this is the real deal, what the Lakers are doing here. No doubt. He's just not hearing it for people. He was able to experience it. Yeah. With a great player like LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Absolutely. And then he know if he's the GM and he want to keep this rolling, I have to get, I have to get these things done. We well, have to get the players over here that we need to be able to go back to back. Doing it, he's he's starting off good, bringing in Dennis Schroeder. That's a that's he'll be a key piece uh, next season, and and we'll see where the Lakers and all the other teams. We'll see where Harden goes. 
Westbrook goes. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if Drew Holiday is a Laker. Oladipo resigns with the Pacers. We're going to be watching very, 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 very closely. And uh, like I said, if we get some really big, big news, <laughs> you guessed it, special edition from your boys, <laughs> D and Black. All right, man, so we're going to roll down the schedule. Uh, for the NBA season. And shout out Wolge, man. He always come through, man, giving us all the info. So, of course, open tonight is December 22nd. The All-Star break. Black, we might not have an All-Star game this year. Mm. No dunk contest, three-point shootout, and the greatest pickup basketball game ever might not happen this year. It's going to hurt me not to have an All-Star the game best this All-Star, year. I, the best All-Star game out of any sports. Period. Not be played. Period, man. It's gonna be tough, but it's tough. we understand why, and uh, we'll see what the NBA does. But as a result of that, going down the line, uh, March fifth through the tenth, uh, is scheduled to be the All Star break. May sixteenth, the regular season will end. Uh, very, very, very late. Uh, we're in the playoffs usually in May, uh, but the regular season will end. But something interesting. From May 17th through the 21st, we'll get the play-in tournaments. The 7th to the 10th season, the East and the Western Conference. We got a taste of that this year uh, in the bubble. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the play-in games, and it looks like that's going to continue this year. May 22nd, the playoffs begin. June 7th, the conference finals tip off. June 20th, I mean, excuse me, the conference semifinals tip off June 7th. June 22nd, the conference finals, and in July... July 8th through the 22nd is where the NBA Finals will be had just in time, just in time for the Olympics. We all know the Olympics is coming up. All of the NBA players voted to have the season done and over with by the Olympics because they didn't want to have to stop, do the Olympics, and then come back and finish the season. So I'm glad Adam Silver uh, and the team got that done. So 72-game season kicks off December 22nd, play-in tournament. Uh, it's going to happen this year. No All-Star game, and the season be pushed back a little bit. So I'm fine with it, man. We're going to get NBA rolling into late July, and then we'll be able to get our football and stuff coming right back, you know, with preseason and college football in August. So that's the tentative schedule uh, of the entire uh, NBA season this year. All right, man, so we'll be coming to y'all with any breaking news from the NBA, but we're going to roll into our next segment, and that is college football. And no, we're not talking anything. Oh, my bad. We're not talking anything Florida State this week. Sorry to let you guys down. Here we go. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Yeah! <laughs> it's time once again. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into some college football, man. Um. Not too much went on this week in college football, but we do have a couple of topics we're gonna we're gonna stop by and uh, have a conversation about. So, but let's just get right into week eleven of the college football season. Let's go down to Gainesville. Mm. Let's go down to the Florida Gators. A shout out to our college football correspondent Cedric Farr. Uh, he's not here with us today, but hopefully we'll have him back in here next week. But let's go to the swamp. Kyle Trask and the Florida Gators put a whooping <laughs> on the returning Felipe Franks and the Arkansas Razorbacks. I mean, Florida steamroll. Kyle Trask, six 
touchdowns. Gators improved to 7-1. Black, what did you take away from the Gators' performance and Kyle Trask this past Saturday? <laughs> a beautiful performance, man. Yeah. I'm just sorry. I hate to say it, but it's true. Though. It's true. Beautiful <laughs> performance, man. Yeah. Uh, Trask. Kyle Trask is literally doing his thing yes. out there. He's doing what he wants to do on the football field. Absolutely. And not having uh, Pitts, the big tight end. Mm-hmm. Concussion. Without two weeks with the concussion. Yep. The train didn't stop. <laughs> no. They kept it going. I mean, he hit with everything he wanted to hit. Uh, yes, he did. It's, Dan Mullen is a genius. Yeah. Offensive genius. And, man, we're seeing it every week with these guys. And, like... <laughs> I don't know, D man. This, this, these guys. I looked at their schedule. These games they have, they could potentially just ride all the way to the SEC championship. Yep, easily. Yeah, man. With the way this offense is going, and then the defense is starting to turn around. Mm-hmm. They're turning around. They, let, I think they gave up too many points to Arkansas to an Arkansas team, but they scored sixty. What sixty three points? Sixty three. Yeah. So. I'll, uh, I guess that doesn't matter, you yeah. know, when you score sixty three points. Yeah, but um, I'm like when I'm seeing out the Gators, man. I think they're going to keep this train going. Yeah, Gators very impressive, very impressive without Kyle Pitts. Um, he's their biggest offensive weapon to me, uh, outside of Kyle Trask. Um, and they just rolled, and we call I, we called it here on the sports desk. Florida will win by a hundred, and they did six or three, thirty five. Uh, Dan Muller once again. Probably the best coach of college football right now. I know we got Dabo. I know we got Nick Saban. But every time I see the Gators play, man, their energy is through the roof. That's one concern for Florida. And I'm pretty sure Florida fans will say, man, we really, really have some holes in our defense. They gave up big plays. I mean, they gave like a 98-yard touchdown, a 75-yard touchdown. I mean, they gave up big plays. I know the Florida offense is just overpowering the defensive mistakes. But sooner or later, you're going to run into Alabama. You're going to get to the college football playoff and you're going to be looking at sunshine with those blue eyes and that blonde hair. And your defense will not be able to have those mistakes even though Florida offense can score. Clemson's going to score too. Mm-hmm. Alabama's going to score too. So it's going to come down to a defensive mistake, a defensive mishap here. And I'm seeing Florida's defense, man. Look, they got to tighten up a little bit. If you give up points, I understand that. But in the fashion that they gave up points to Arkansas, that just didn't look good to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not nitpicking here. I'm just telling you what I saw. But overall, the Florida Gators look impressive. They will be in the SEC Championship. They will win the SEC this year. And they will be in the college football playoff. That's just what I see. I know Alabama's good. They are always going to be good. But you can score on Alabama. You can score on them. And we've seen it. I just think Kyle Trask is just going to be the best player in the field when he plays Alabama in the SEC title game. That's just my opinion. Dan Mullen will rival Nick Saban. Nick Saban will not have an advantage going into that game in the coaching aspect versus Dan Mullen. He won't. He won't. So Florida steamrolling all the way through. God help Vanderbilt this Saturday. They're going to put 86 on Vandy. (laughs) They're going to put 86 (laughs) points on Vanderbilt. Kyle Trask. 0-6 Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going (laughs) to, Jesus, it's going to be a bludgeoning out there. All right, Black. Kyle Trask for Heisman. Is Kyle Trask the leading Heisman candidate right now to you, Black? Uh, yes, he is. Okay. By a, mar- by a long margin. Okay. I, I, I like what this kid is doing. Um, don't get me wrong. We have, a, we have a lot of kids doing a lot of great things we do. this year. And, if, um, and I, you know what, D? I think he has the lead in that Heisman, but I really believe that 
the SEC championship is going to come down to him and the quarterback from Alabama because he's doing Kyle Trask is being by far the better quarterback, but that quarterback in Alabama, Matt Jones, he's doing some great things as well. He is. And um, this kid can get the ball downfield and throw the ball too with the best of them. Yes, he can. So I I, I think it's going to be a, a a tight race between those two guys. But I have Kyle Trask uh, ahead by uh, a long margin right now as we as we talk about it. Yeah, Heisman is pretty pitter, uh kind of bittersweet for me. I agree, Kyle Trask is in the in the in the uh, in the lead for the Heisman race right now. I really want a sunshine to get him one. You know, yeah. I know I know Corona hit him. And he missed two games. But, you know, if Kyle Trask, excuse me, if if, if uh, Trevor Lawrence comes back and just lights it up and, and, and really does his thing, you know, can he get back into the race? I think he can because the one loss that they had, he wasn't on the field. And then the value of his, um, uh, of him as a player for Clemson is only going to go through the roof if he returns and they just run through everybody like I expect them to. And then ultimately knock off Notre Dame uh, in the ACC championship game. I think Trevor Lawrence would be right back in that conversation. But look, <laughs> Kyle Trask is doing Joe Burrow number things. <laughs> I mean, he just is. And maybe the lead would be a little bit too big. Now, Trevor Lawrence has an excellent opportunity this Saturday against the Florida State Seminoles. Trevor Lawrence can come out and throw eight touchdowns, throw for 600 yards, and really get back into the Heisman race this week, and I fully expect him to do so. I fully expect episode 87 of the Sports Sets will be coming here when we tell you that Clemson beat Florida State 90-96. <laughs> that Trevor Lawrence will be back in the conversation of the Heisman. But Kyle Trask right now, Absolutely. Six touchdowns. They can have four in the first half. Like, just absolutely playing out of his mind. You can't deny the kid. I mean, you got Jones out of Alabama playing well. Of course, you got, uh, what's my man at Ohio State, the quarterback? uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields playing well. I mean, you know, it's going to be a fun race to get to the Heisman. But if Kyle Trask keeps doing what he's doing, he'll be uh, getting that trophy uh, this year. All right. All right, so we're going to keep going uh, in college football. Let's go stop by Michigan. Let's go to that game. Michigan versus Wisconsin this past Saturday at the big house. (laughs) 49 to 11. Not going to spend much time here. We told y'all last week and the week before, Harbaugh's time is up. It's over. It's over, man. It's over. Pathetic. Pathetic. Sorry, Pops. We said it last week, man. The Michigan Wolverines are trash. They suck. Jim Harbaugh has totally lost his team. He's not resonating with this team. It's over. And I heard something today listening to the radio on 1010. Mm -hmm. One of the guys on there was saying, Harbaugh just may not be a leader of men, a, a leader of kids. He's not. A young man. He's not. He he's better fit for the NFL. He is. And, 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 and his time is up. I know you wanted to go back to your Almar and do great things. But, sir, your time is up. It's up, bro. It's, it's up. up. It's time for something new to happen, something fresh. It's up. These, kid, these kids need something fresh, something energetic to get their attention. And, obviously, they're not getting that from you. It's over. So, the ride needs to end Yeah. at the big house in yeah. Michigan. He should just leave now. He should leave now. I know it's not, oh, no, he, you can't leave the kids high and dry. Ah, forget that. They ain't going nowhere, no way. <laughs> they, I, I mean, what, what? They gonna be the, in the, in the under five hundred bowl against Florida State? <laughs> I mean, put them together. They have a two and eight Florida State versus a versus a, a one and nine or a two and eight, three and seven Michigan team. Well, you better hope they get a win. Yeah, the under five. <laughs> yeah, that under five hundred bowl that could be played tonight. 
That can be played tonight. Hardball. It, it's Is over, that, bro. That's what they're going to call it? Yeah, the under 500 bowl. Yeah, get him out of here. It, it's a wrap. <laughs> My God, Michigan, what a total embarrassment. 49-11 to Wisconsin. Now, we're going to get into a few other scores, man, before we get into our games of the week. And, of course, we're going to get to, you guessed it, the dog game all right, here we go to Notre Dame Fire Day. Irish kept it going 45 to 31 defeat in Boston College this past Saturday night. The Sugar Canes get a one-point win over the Virginia Tech Hokies. And as a result of that, them boys got dropped in the polls. They went in number nine, they woke up number 12. Hurricanes, all your fans. Shout out Kevin Dunbar. I know you're seven to one, but you can't drop in the polls. I know I can't talk much because I'm a Florida State fan, but I just wanted to mention that. Okay, I'm going to keep going. All right, Indiana, top 10 team, smoke the Michigan State Sparks 24-0. to zero. My Oregon Ducks got the win 43-29 over Washington State. Marshall improves to 7-0, knocking off Middle Tennessee 42-14. SMU taking a loss to Tulsa. Hmm, shocking locks right there, but that is uh, the Mustangs' second loss of the year, and they can forget about the New Year's Six Bowl. Liberty! On a roll, 58-14 over Western Carolina, the 22nd-ranked uh, Liberty team. I can't even think of the mascot. I apologize. USC take care, taking care of Arizona. Other notable games of the week, Nebraska mm, knocking out Penn State. Penn State is 1-4? 1-5? James Franklin. What's going on? James Franklin, is your time up? Mm. Is it? We'll find out. Honestly, Black, real quick. I think James Franklin, I think he want to go anyway. I think he's ready to go somewhere else. He's got else. a raise. I think he's ready to go somewhere else. He just got a raise. Well, we'll see. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We'll see. I mean, see. he just got a raise, D. We'll in see. In the offseason. We'll see, Black. All right. We got the Fighty Mac Browns getting back into the win bracket. 59-53 of the God. Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I don't care what you say. The Fighty Mac Browns. They got to win. And last but not least, you got Appalachian State taking care of Georgia State, 17 to 13, my mans. What a big win by Appalachian State. All right, man. Black, real quick. Who are your top four teams? Who are your top four teams going to playoff selection next week on the 24th? Give me your top four real quick, Black. Uh, I, got, I got Alabama at one. I got Clemson at two. Oh, okay. Okay. I got Florida at three. Dang, okay. And I got Ohio State at four. Okay, I got you. We're similar. I got Alabama at one. I have, uh, huh. I got Ohio State at two. I got Ohio State at, at two. I got Clemson at three. And I got Ohio State at four. You said Ohio State already. I did? Yeah. You said you got them at Alabama, two. Clemson, Florida. Oh, you ain't say Florida. You said Ohio yeah, State yeah. twice. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alabama uh, one. So you got Florida at four. Yeah. Okay, Alabama okay, one. Okay. Ohio State two. Clemson three. Four to four. I know. Okay. Notre Dame fans. Oh, wait a minute. What about us? We I told don't believe you. The hype. I told you. <laughs> I told you why last week. He's, <gasps> he's waiting for you. He will be. <laughs> <laughs> he's waiting he for you. He will be. Notre Dame, the Irish fans who are listening, Charles Evans, I know it's hurting you. But you got to go see them. And if you beat them, you're going to be in the playoff. But guess what? I don't know if Black has this in one of his games for the week. But I'm going to tell you something in just a few seconds here, my boy. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. I was ahead. watching. And if anybody don't know what we got sunshine from, it's from a movie called Remember the Tigers. Absolutely. 
And I was sitting there watching Remember the Titans last oh. night and it just bring up some things. And I was like, I was looking at a part in the movie where uh, Sunshine, the quarterback, that was his nickname on the team. Uh-huh. He was going in because the uh, main quarterback got injured. Yeah. And so uh, he was nervous about making a pitch. Uh-huh. And he went out and uh, he went out in the play and he told the offensive lineman, let him through. And you know what, Notre Dame? Uh-huh. When you play, uh, <laughs> yeah. When you play clips again, you know what Sunshine's going to tell you? Yeah. Let him through. <laughs> yes, sir. He's waiting. <laughs> he will be waiting. He's waiting. He will be waiting. He's waiting. And you know what? I could I could respect what say our uh, football correspondent said last week and said, yes, sir. you know, if you beat somebody. No. I can respect it, though. But I'm no. I understand. This kid, this kid yeah. will not yeah. lose to Notre Dame. He will not, D. Okay. He will not. If okay. he does, I will shut my mouth. Oh, okay. 10 4. D. I'm with you, bro. Just let him through. <laughs> Just let him through. Y'all heard my dog, Black. Just let him through. All right, man. We're going to get into our college picks of the week. My man's Black is going to get us all caught up where we are with our college football uh, picks of the week. And then we're going to run down our choices this week. And then we're going to get into our dog game of the week. So we got kind of snubbed this week. Mm-hmm. But we're back at it again. We mm-hmm. had three games get postponed that we were picking mm-hmm. this week. So we only got in two games this week. We did. So... This week, last, oh, last week's games, we had Desert go 2-0. and oh. We had Sed go 1-1. One and, one, uh-huh. and we had Mr. Black going 1-1. One one. Uh-huh. So overall record uh, so far, we got Desert at 17-10. and 10. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? We got Sed at 16-11. And, and we have Black at 16-11. and 11. Yo. So we're yeah. back at it this week. Yeah. It's a new week. Yeah. And I feel like I pulled, I picked some pretty good games this week. Let's get it, baby. I think this is going to be a little tough because I remember what you said last week, man. We got to take some chances. We got to do something to kind of spice this up a little bit. Let's get it. So here we go. Yeah. Game number one. We got number nine, Indiana at number three, Ohio State. Buckeyes by 600. Oh, man. <laughs> Buckeyes by 600. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I like the Buckeyes in this one as well, mm-hmm. but I only like them by seven. Okay. I think Indiana will compete. Okay. Indiana been doing a good job this year. Damn but I think more. they compete, but I like Ohio State by seven. Mm-hmm. And said pick Ohio State in this one. For sure. Uh, game number two, Appalachian State at number 15, Coastal Carolina. Ooh. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Coastal Carolina. Okay, you I'm gonna go Coastal Carolina. Carolina. I'm gonna go Coastal Carolina. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, and my man said he picked Appalachian State. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for me, I've I haven't been able to see neither one of these teams play, but they're both they're both good. Appalachian only has one loss, mm-hmm. and number fifteen ranked Coastal Carolina is undefeated. Yes, they are. Fifteenth ranked. So um, I'm going to go Coastal Carolina. I'm going to go with the home team in this one. Okay. All right, game number two. Mm-hmm. I mean, game number three. We have number seven, undefeated number seven, Cincinnati Bank, uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh huh. At one loss, UFC. I'm gonna go Cincinnati. I've seen them play twice this year, and I've also seen UCF uh, play. I'm going Cincinnati. Okay. And we had our man said he picked Cincy to get the win. Okay. okay. You know what, D? 
Mm. I like Cincinnati. Okay. I do. I, they're doing some great things this year. But you know what? What you going? I'm going to roll with UFC Knights. Okay. Down in Orlando. The UCF Knights. Okay. I'm going to stick with the team in Florida this week. All right. I'm going to take that gamble this week. Okay. And I like the I like the UCF Knights to knock off number seven Cincinnati. Gotcha, my boy. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, game number four. We have number 14, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. Hmm. This is a tough one. It looks like Oklahoma is starting to kind of find themselves. Offense is starting to look a little better. I didn't like the loss from Oklahoma State a couple weeks ago. Ah, I'm going to go Oklahoma. I'm going to take Oklahoma to be Oklahoma State. And our man said he is taking Oklahoma State. Okay, bet. This is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, good game. You know, uh, like you said, uh, Oklahoma's starting to come around. Yeah. And I think being at home and this potentially being a night game. It is. I think, I think Oklahoma uh, I think Oklahoma pulls this out and beat Oklahoma State by 14. What they call it? Bedlam? Bedlam. Bedlam. Yeah. All right. All right. Game number five. Mm. We got number 10, Wisconsin at number 19, undefeated. Northwestern. What a game at? In Northwestern. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I want to take Northwestern. <laughs> I want to take them. I want to take them. Oh, and I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the Northwestern Wildcats mm. to knock off the Wisconsin Badgers. Okay, okay, and said said took Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh this is a toss-up game for me, man. Yeah. Last week we picked Northwestern on there and they beat Purdue. So and you did pick Northwestern yes, last did. week and they came through for you. Yes, I did. So man, I I don't know, D. Wisconsin looked good last week when smashing what, Michigan? Uh-huh. They put I don't know. I'm I'm just going to roll with the Badgers in this one. Okay, cool. I'm going to roll with the Badgers, and cool. I think they get it done uh, at Northwestern by 7. 10-4. And those are your games of the week. Yes, sir. And now it's time once again for the dog game of the week. <laughs> All right, Black. Here we go, my boy. Yeah, on ESPN16.com <laughs> this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, you got Western Michigan versus Central Michigan, my boy. 7 o'clock, ESPN16.com. Black, who you rolling with, my mans? <laughs> <laughs> D like bro. <laughs> oh man. Yo. Yo. Western versus Central Michigan, my boy. D, I really don't. Oh man. Who could I pick? Let's go, uh, baby. You know what? They both undefeated. Yeah. I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go Central Michigan. Okay, okay. I'm going to go Central Michigan to get okay, the win okay. over uh, Western Michigan. But they both at 2-0, so I'm going to go Central Michigan. 10-4. What did our college football correspondent come through and say? 
uh, force for the dog game of the week. He picked Central Michigan as well. Oh, yeah. So it's time <laughs> once again for your boy to roll with Western <laughs> Michigan for the dog game <laughs> of the week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We look forward to it, man. We have a lot of fun with our college football picks and especially uh, our dog game of the week. Shout out to our college football correspondent, uh, Cedric Farr, uh, for throwing his picks picks in. And he'll have to explain himself uh, next week. All right, man. We're going to roll into the National Football League. And man, Lamar Jackson, we got to talk again, baby. Mm. Let's get into the National Football League. We are in week 10 of this season. And don't worry, we will get to Rashad's corner in just a second. My man was so depressed last week. It's like he just started telling us about the economics of the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. My man didn't even mention the performance of the Jaguars last week. But I think he has some uh, some different things to say this week. All right, man, so let's go ahead and kick off uh, in the National uh, Football League. So, Black, man, let's go ahead and start with Sunday Night Football. The Baltimore Ravens, the New England Patriots took the field last night, and it looks like it was a tsunami out there, Black. But ultimately, Cam... Oh, come. And the New England Patriots got the win 23 to 17 over the Baltimore Ravens. Excuse me, over the Baltimore Ravens. Black, what were you, some of your takeaways uh, from that game last night? Ultimately, the Patriots getting the win. Um, I think the Patriots kind of figuring something out here. Yeah. I, I kind of like what they're doing with. Uh with Cam and uh, Rex Burkhead. Mm-hmm. They're kind of using Rex how they used to use Cam and uh, Christian McCaffrey in, mm-hmm. in Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see them kind of getting something done with that. And, and they got them over the hump last night. Yep. Uh, Baltimore just couldn't, get, <laughs> just couldn't get the ball downfield, man. Like these weapons, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Mm. Like teams know you're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Lamar, you saying teams already know. Of course they know that you can't get the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. And, and we're seeing it. Two costly turnovers again. You cannot turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Top-notch quarterbacks don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes don't turn the ball over in, in those type of moments. Mm-hmm. So uh, Baltimore has to figure something out by getting this ball downfield. Lamar getting the ball down to foot, downfield to these receivers. I feel bad for Hollywood Brown, man. I feel bad for him. And I see why he's, you know, frustrated. acting out and frustrated. I see, I see why, because the ball's not coming downfield. Nope. So uh, Baltimore has something to figure out, how they can open this thing up, because every team is loading the box. Mm-hmm. They know what you're going to do. You're either going to give it to the running back or you're going to run it with Lamar. Mm-hmm. Or, you're gonna, or, or you're going to get it to the tight end, and the tight end's been doubled. Mm-hmm. So uh, takeaways from that game, uh, <clears throat> Bill Belichick just outcoached. He outcoached uh, John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. 
he outcoached him. He took away he took away everything that he I mean, well, uh Bill Belichick did what he usually does. He took away all the key parts of Baltimore's offense and wasn't they weren't able to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then they, and and Cam and Rex Burkhead and those guys made the plays they needed to make mm-hmm. to get the win. Yeah, um, it's starting to become a trend. It's starting to become a trend, and and I said it at the beginning of the year when everybody was calling for the Baltimore Ravens to make it to the Super Bowl. I was like, how? They can't push the ball downfield. They can't come back when they're down behind. They 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 just can't do it. Lamar Jackson is regressing as a passer. I've been saying this. I got looked at funny when I said it uh, at the beginning of the season. I didn't even pick the Baltimore Ravens and make it to the AFC Championship game this year. Because we started seeing towards the end of last year going into the playoffs, when Lamar Jackson is called upon to push the ball down the field, the Baltimore Ravens, that offense doesn't want him to do that. They want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Early in the week, Lamar Jackson came out and said, man, when we get to the line of scrimmage, teams are knowing our plays. They're knowing what we're going to do. Lamar, why did you say that? Of course they know what you're doing. Y'all run the ball 80% of your offense. Hollywood Brown should almost have 1,000 yards receiving this year. He's nowhere close to it. Hmm. The the explosive uh, weapons that you have on the outside are not being used. Lamar Jackson, you are the explosive weapon. And teams know that. They know you're going to run the ball. They know you're going to do the Wildcat. They know everything you're going to do. So then you get in a position where you got a slugfest with New England Patriots Bill Belichick did exactly what Black Black said he did. He took away your best thing that you do best, and that's run the football. And you mean for the life of me, you couldn't get it downfield for nothing to Hollywood Brown, but you had to throw in interceptions? Hmm. I don't care if it was raining. It was raining for Cam Newton, too. Hmm. He ain't turned the ball over. The Patriots got the win. They're figuring it out. The New England Patriots are going to beat you down. They're going to make it nasty. They're going to make it sloppy. And they're getting back into the hunt in the playoffs. They're one game out of the playoff hunt. They're figuring it out. They had a tough start to the season. Cam Newton got diagnosed with the virus. Had a rough couple of weeks, but now Cam looks okay again. And Bill Pelichick is going to chip away, chip away. He's not only the greatest football coach of all time for no reason. He's going to figure it out. And looks, they're doing that. Lamar Jackson, you got to stop all this crying. Every time you get on your weekly radio show, you crying, bruh. Get better. <laughs> Figure it out. You're an amazing talent. You're going to win multiple MVPs in this league. You're going to do very, very well. But ultimately, you'll be judged on championships. And the guy who's leading the pack right now, he's already one up on you. And his name is Patrick Mahomes. And if you're not careful, Callum Murray's going to jump in mm. front of you. If you're not fair, Tua Tagliava's going to jump in front of you. Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. These young quarterbacks are playing Lamar Jackson. Mm. Lamar Jackson, you will not be in the MVP discussion this season. You won't be. Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens came in a top four seed in the playoffs uh, hunt yesterday. Black, with that loss yesterday, they fell to number seven. They're the last spot in the playoffs in the AFC right now at six and three. Mm. Number seven. And if everything goes the way that's supposed to go, if they had to play a first-round matchup right now, they would have to go to the Buffalo, to the Buffalo Bills, Black. Mm-mm-mm. You think they want to go there? I don't think they want to go For there. For a first-round matchup? Mm-mm. Not Bill's Mafia. They don't want to go there. They don't want to deal with that. No, they don't, don't want to deal with that. And I want to see better. Jim Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, excuse me. You got your work cut out. You're a great coach, John. If I was in the NFL, I'd like to play for you. But you got to figure it out. 
And if Lamar Jackson and his passing game and Hollywood Brown don't start catching touchdowns, not just for my fantasy team's sake, <laughs> but for the Baltimore Ravens' sake, John Harbaugh, Baltimore Ravens, I'm going to say it right now. You're 6-4 right now. You might not make the playoffs. You might not make the playoffs. Oh, Lord, I done threw black. Black done hit me with some, 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 hmm. Huh. Huh. Yeah, let's go ahead and transition back to that. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we ain't done in this a while. We have some breaking news into the sports desk. We have some breaking news into the sports desk. We haven't played this music in a long time. Now, Black just handed me his phone, and it is official. James Harden has officially requested a trade to the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden? Black, get it back to me. I don't, I, I'm so jittery right now, Black. Get it back for me, Black. Get it back. Get it back for me. Get it back for me. James Harden has officially requested a trade to the Brooklyn Knicks. That will make him the first $50 million. Turned down. He will turn down. Oh, he will turn down the extension. You still offer him an extension. And he has turned it down. He would have been the first ever $50 million a year basketball player. And he said, uh-uh. Mm. I want to go to New York. And you see what the ending said, D? I did see it. It says the Houston Rockets and the, new, and the Brooklyn Nets are in talks. It's going to happen, folks. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, get back to the National Football League. We had a little interruption there. Had to get back uh, to uh, the NBA, but now we're back with the NFL. All right, Black, let's get back uh, to the National Football League. Um, another game that took place yesterday. The biggest play in the National Football League season, it could be the biggest play of the year. Kyler Murray, Deshaun Hopkins. I keep calling this man Deshaun. I don't know why I do that. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Just call him D-Hop. Yeah, D-Hop. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Get a last, literally, second win over the Buffalo Bills. Hail Mary. <laughs> Kyler Murray rolls left, throws it deep, and DeAndre Hopkins appeared, snatched it over three defenders, got the touchdown, and the Cardinals win the game. Black, what did you think about that play? Was it not a thing of beauty? Man, the game of the weekend, man. Absolutely. I, I watched this entire game. Appreciate Thanks to the links, I got to watch the whole Because here at the Sports Desk. We have the links. Yes. Uh, <laughs> man, just, it's like you said earlier, D, you said this, and the NFL quarterback position is in good hands. Yes. We got to see it firsthand. Yes. On uh, Saturday evening at four, at 4 o'clock. Yes, we did. We got to see it. We had Josh Allen mm-hmm. versus Kyler Murray, and man, they put on the show. Yes, they did. They put on the show. And uh, man, everything about this game was impressive. Like, it had fireworks. It kept you interested. Like, it was just good to see good offensive football being played. And that's what we got uh, from these two teams. Man, I, <laughs> the, just, just the grit of the Buffalo Bills, man. Yeah. They got down in this game and to come back 
And the and 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 if it wasn't for the play that Kyler Murray made, we could be talking about Josh Allen right now. Yes. How he led his team with 34 seconds left and threw a touchdown pass to take the lead to uh, Stephon Diggs to get the lead and potentially was supposed to be the winner, the uh, the touchdown to win the game. But Kyler Murray mm-hmm. made an amazing play, throwing the ball in the end zone. And DeAndre Hopkins going over three people, man, and, and, and catching the ball. It was amazing to watch, man. Like, we, we, we get treated when we see things like that happening in the NFL because it don't happen too often. And, man, it was an amazing play, amazing game all around the board, man. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was, it was that good. Like, it, I, I didn't even want to turn and look at nothing else. That game was that good. But shout out, to, shout out to Arizona for getting the win. And shout out, man, to Buffalo and Josh Allen and them guys, man. They, they proven to me every week, man, why they, why they are coming. Yep. And I see it, man, from Josh Allen. I really like the, what the Buffalo Bills are doing as well. Yeah, man, great game. As Black said, game of the weekend in the National Football League, 32-30. to 30. I'm just going to go straight to the play. I mean, when you look at the pictures of the play, it's, you got Tredavious White right in front of D-Hop. For the life of me, Buffalo Bills defensive backs, why didn't you just knock it down? It was three of y'all back there. Just knock it down. But they didn't do that. And DeAndre Hopkins, D-Hop, had a chance to make a magnificent play that'll always be ran on the highlight reels <laughs> for the rest of his life and, and for, the, for, for, for generations to come. I mean, spectacular throw from Murray. D-Hop with an amazing catch. I love what he said after the post game. He said that's equivalent to somebody getting dunked on. <laughs> that was equivalent to somebody getting dunked on. Kyler Murray's special, man. He is. I knew Kyler Murray would be good in the NFL, but I didn't know he was going to be like this this early. When you see his feet, he is so quick. He like, it's like, he can get to the spot immediately. He knows how to slide. He doesn't take big hits. And this young quarterback can throw the ball, man. I'm talking about big arm. He can get it downfield, and he accurate. The vision that this kid has, I mean, Arizona is going to be good for a while. That offense that Cliffy Cliff put in, Bill O'Brien, the idiot that he was, that sent DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals for a bag of peanut M&Ms and a, a two-pack of Lysol wipes. David Johnson? For DeAndre, I'm glad that in Arizona. Mm. I was sad for Deshaun Watson that he lost his weapon. But now we're starting to see, we're seeing D-Hop in a way that we didn't really see him in Houston. Don't get me wrong. He did amazing things in Houston, but they know D-Hop. He the guy. He is going to, he is the wide receiver. You got Larry Fitzgerald out there cheering, hollering, and screaming like a five-year-old. It's great things happening in Arizona. And it's because of Kyler Murray. It's because of D-Hop. And it's Cliffy Cliff. Y'all said my boy Cliffy Cliff is going to be out of here in two years. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call you out later on. Arizona Cardinals are in first place in the NFC West. <laughs> All right. Let's go over uh, a couple of more uh, storylines, man, before we get out of here. So what you thought, what you okay, thought wait, about wait. Uh, Josh Allen play? I thought you would have spoke on him. And- yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. Just so excited over the Hail Mary. Just, I was just yeah, showing the Cardinals yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. But Josh Allen is a beast. He's improving weekly. Mm-hmm. Big arm, big kid, can run it, can throw it. The Buffalo Bills, 
are going to be knocking out the door to a Super Bowl appearance this year. Will they get there? No, because of 15. And you know what 15 I'm talking about. <laughs> but the Buffalo Bills are going to be around for a long time. They're young, and they got a good young quarterback who can potentially be great. I love everything they're doing in Buffalo. Josh Allen is dependable. I was a little bit hesitant on him when he came out of college, but he's proven it in year two. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Smart and I, kid. And I think him getting digs really opened stuff up for him. Absolutely. Man. He made some they, big catches Because last year, you know, they had problems getting the ball down the they field. They couldn't. But with digs now, man, he stretches man, they, it. And they stretching it for him. And, and it's he crazy. It. And, it's, 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 and it's like what we're talking about, uh, Lamar Jackson. These young up-and-coming quarterbacks are getting the ball down the field. Yep. They're getting it down the field. Yep. Immediately. Immediately. Yes, sir. They yes, may sir. throw picks, but they still get the ball down the field. To it's, the, it's going. It's going. <laughs> it's going. It's going. For sure. For like, sure. Like, something has to change. Something sure. has to change for Lamar. For sure. Man. For sure, man. So, yeah, we're going to run some uh, some more scores. And uh, we're going to get off of the National Football League and jump into a little bit of WWE, okay? So, you got the future NFC East. I mean, my God. Why was Daniel Jones running a 50-yard touchdown on the, new, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday? 27-17, the Giants are literally a half game out of first place. The Dallas Cowboys have two wins, and they're only a game and a half back. I mean, what well, the NFC East is just absolutely putrid. I want to take some time to shout out Alex Smith, man. His first start yesterday, and he came out and balled. Almost completed the comeback against the Detroit Lions yesterday. Alex Smith threw over 300 yards, mm-hmm. had some great touchdown passes. Great day from Alex Smith. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers get back on track, knocking off uh, the Carolina Panthers 4-6 to 23. The Cleveland Browns squeak out a win against the man, so sad, Houston, Texas. 10-7, uh, the Browns are back on the winning track. How about those Indianapolis Colts, Black? 34-17 mm-hmm. over the Tennessee Titans. The Colts look like they're going to be a team that's just going to be a gnat, a dig in your side. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go away at all. You went up in Tennessee and handled business. Absolutely. Yeah. Lost. Oh, go ahead. Are you- I, I'm just, they defense, man. I got to watch that game. Great and I, I was worried about the Colts. I wanted to, wanted to see them play because I hadn't seen them play since they uh, beat the Jaguars. And, mm-hmm. man, they got a... They got a really good defense going over there. They're not asking a whole lot from Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. He's making the plays that he needs to pay, needs to make, getting the ball to the receivers, yeah. and they and they running game, and they're using they, that three headed monster uh, running game that they have, Absolutely. and they're getting the job done. But that defense uh, over in uh, Indy is top notch, man. Absolutely, Las Vegas Raiders handling business 37 to twelve over the Broncos. The Rams getting a big win over the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is kind of fluttering out there through some bad interceptions yesterday. Jalen Ramsey and that defense had a hell of a game yesterday against the Seahawks. Rams 23-16, only half game back of that division lead. Uh, They have the Arizona Cardinals this Thursday on Thursday Night Football. That's going to be a great uh, game to see. That's the first place, right? Yes, it will be. Looking mm. forward uh, to see in that. Other notable Steelers stay undefeated 9-0 over the Bengals. Saints take care of the 49ers. Drew Brees took a big hit yesterday. He has a punctured lung. We'll be out two to three weeks. Mm. Jameis Winston time. Let's see if Winston has improved and he can – let's see if he can keep um, uh, the Saints uh, in first place and the eight NFC South. All right, we got Monday Night Football happening right now. Vikings up 7-3 over the Chicago Bears. I mean, not really interested in this game. I mean, really don't care who wins. Neither the, neither one of these teams will make the playoffs. Love to see Dalvin Cook play, though. 
Yeah, yeah, of so course. We love to watch of course, of course, but they're yeah. not going anywhere. They're not. They're not going. Neither one of these scenes are going anywhere. And I have a correction, Black. It is the Cardinals and the Seahawks this Thursday. Okay, okay. Not the Rams. My bad on that. Would love it for it to be so, the Cardinals and the so, Rams. So, uh, you got Arizona. I mean, you got the Rams, Seattle, and the Cardinals. What at five and three? Yes. So far at the top or four. Whoa. I don't know. In I don't that know division, what, in the division. Yeah, we, I have to get their records. I have to okay, get their okay, records I, right now. But I, I know it's like a game. The Cardinals are a game up on Seattle. Okay. I think they're a half they game Seattle. in front. Yeah, I think they're a half okay, game okay. in front of the Rams. Okay, that's, okay. That's what I think it is. Gotcha. They'll be playing, okay. the, uh, I believe, the That might be the best week. division in football. It is. Hands so down. Far. Hands yeah. down. Hands down. It's really competitive hands there. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, best division uh, in football. All right, man. We're going to get out of the national football league um we're gonna transition into the wwe and uh then we're gonna get out of your guys's hair and man the w oh man i'm tripping rashad's corner let's play a little bit of that guys suppose that's what's going on you the saddest in my dog voice jarrah report um surprisingly they played good mm. uh the whole team played good they mm. fought uh, I thought it was going to be a blowout. It wasn't. Um, you know, the defense played in a way we didn't see them play all year. Um, Miles Jack is a piece. He, he, he He's a piece. He's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. He's been that all year long. When he play, he's good. Um, I think your linebackers are good. I think, uh, you know, C.J. Henderson played pretty well. Um, you know, but you 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 still need defensive linemen. You still need everybody else in the secondary. Uh, your scheme is terrible. Your coaching is still terrible. Mm. Uh, Jake Luton is gonna be a good backup. Um, you know, I I think James Robinson is one of the best running backs in the NFL. Uh, but that's all you got though. So we gonna have to um figure this thing out. Um, you still got I think. What is it? Eight more weeks, seven more weeks, seven more weeks to go. Um, nothing is 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 going to change. There's no savior coming. Um, still number two in, in the standings. Uh, got a got a dude named Zach Wilson that everybody's talking about. I think we need to pay attention to uh, playing quarterback for BYU. I I, I mean. I just watched one little highlight tape on him. The dude looked like he really can play, but uh, we'll see. Um, we'll just keep talking about this thing, keep trying to break it down, keep trying to find different avenues um, to figure this thing out for next year because that's all we're shooting for. We ain't shooting for now. Uh, it ain't nothing to shoot for now. It's, 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 this is all projecting. The only thing we're looking for is for these players to get better, for uh, uh Things just get better set up for next year. Uh and um that's just that's just what it's gonna be for the rest of the year, man. It ain't gonna be nothing else. So yesterday they did what they were supposed to do. They fought, they came up there, they fought, uh, and they lost. Most importantly, they lost. Uh you don't wanna win football games right now. I don't wanna win football games. I don't think mm. anybody in the fan base wants to win. So uh as long as they can give us entertaining losses for the rest of the year, I'm mm. cool with that. 
I'm cool with that. So uh, this is the Jaguar Report, man. Uh, like I say, nothing really to report on. <laughs> Besides the same old thing every week, I'm hoping that it get better. Oh, oh, uh, I got something I, I got for y'all, man. After next week, after we lose next week, it will officially be Shark Khan's 100th loss in seven and a half years. Mm. Congratulations for being the worst owner of all time. Oh, it's Rashad with the Jaguar Report, man. Yeah. You heard that, man? You heard him? That's horrible, man. 100 losses. Seven seasons. The worst owner in the league. The worst thing in sports. In sports. All right. We're going to transition out. Shout out to my homeboy, Rashad, man. He does a great job uh, giving us his unfiltered, just raw uh, opinions uh, each and every week on um, uh, Rashad's corner. All right, my boy. Let's do a little bit of WWE, and then we're going to get out of here. Lovely, isn't it, Black? Isn't it lovely? Lovely, man. All right, all right, all right, man. So, going to do a little bit of remembering here at the sports desk. Um, Over the weekend, the macho man Randy Savage would have turned 68 years old, man. Of course, we lost the macho man. I think... You know, well over a decade now he's been gone. But the Macho Man is just one of my favorites, dog. Like, I just love Savage. And it's so crazy, man, that even though, you know, he's stopped wrestling for so long, his energy, his presence is still alive in the WWE. And, you know, we just want to say, you know, you know, happy birthday, you know, to the Macho Man. Black, what you got on the Macho Man? Oh, uh, yeah. Happy birthday, Macho Man. Uh, you're a miss. You're really, you're truly missed. Yes. Man, just, I can just think of some of the different things about Macho Man, especially him and his the battle with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. About Miss Elizabeth. That's the one that stands out the most. I hate but, you, man, Hulk just Hogan. his, just his, like, his ring persona, like, yeah. the outfits they used to wear, man. He, he was the one that had the bright and that swag. Out, that swag that stood out that you swag. know and it, it, it was always entertaining to watch as a little kid watching him and then yep. him going over to wcw and getting yep. with the nwo and all and, and everything and yep. it was it was short-lived and he passed on a, yep. a little not too long after that mm-hmm. but man I, i'm just i'm just grateful for all as been a little kid getting to see macho man and him perform in the ring yep. it was something to watch absolutely man so happy birthday and rest in peace rest in peace to the macho man you yeah randy savage oh yeah all right man let's show a little bit more love viva la raza Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Uh, all right, all right, man. La Riva La Raza, Black. 
<laughs> the late, great Eddie Guerrero, man. It's been 15 years, man, since we lost Eddie. 15 years. One of the most special talents, entertaining talents. This dude had charisma, good energy, flavor, swag. Just loved Eddie Guerrero, especially in his WWE years, man. He really seen and maxed out his full potential, man. You know, just want to say, uh, Eddie, we miss you, dog. Uh, rest in peace, man. And, um, you know, just one of my favorites, man. Black, what you got on Eddie Guerrero? Yeah, man, one of, one of, one of the favorites, man, to watch him on WCW and yep, uh, yep. WWE. Yep. I just think they need to stop your move because when you see other people try to do the frog splash, no it just saying. don't look like you doing it. You There's know, only two just, dudes who did it well, <laughs> him and RBD. I, I still think he do it He do it the best, man, and people try you. to imitate it. and yeah. I just It just don't seem right, but, yeah. man, you are truly missed. Like D said, like yes. when you came over to WWE, we got to see the full potential of your greatness, especially with you and uh, your friendship with Chris Benoit and yeah. how everything went. Yeah. But uh, you're a miss, man. I truly For miss sure. you because you gave us some some good stuff to laugh at. And, Great moments, you know, man. you getting over the top to win the uh, win the WWE championship. So you, you'll truly miss uh, Chris Benoit. Yeah, man. I mean, oh, man, oh, I'm Lord, sorry. Lord. Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clean that oh, up. Yeah, yeah, I'm Clean sorry about that. that. Yeah, yeah, Eddie yeah. Guerrero, I'm sorry about that. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, real quick, Black, so it's been uh, 20, it's been 22 years since The Rock won his first world championship. Back at the Survivor Series, they had a tournament. He defeated Mankind in the last match, turning heel, joining Vince and Shane McMahon, you know, making that corporation faction. That's when we seen The Rock just florist. The designer shirts, the $1,600 shoes, the $20,000 watches with the $30,000 shades, the sideburns, the pork chops, my boy. Rocking my via, winning his first championship. Black, What's your thoughts, man, of just going back 22 years when The Rock finally arrived, winning the championship, turning heel, man? I freaking hated The Rock. <laughs> I hated him. I was yeah. so hot because I was I was yeah. big on Mankind, man, and what Mankind was doing. I, yeah. I, I really liked that. And and to see him join forces with, with Vince McMahon, it just made my skin boil. I hated it. <laughs> Like, I can remember times telling yeah. D, like, bro, I hate The Rock. I yeah. hate him. Yeah. Like, I always hated The Rock heels. I never liked his heel, man. But, <laughs> uh, yes, man, it was a, a, something else that was very entertaining in, in a switch for us. Like, it yep. was the it was yep. the uh, welcome coming out party for The Rock, man. Yep. And and yep. it was it was a special occasion for him, especially in his career. Absolutely, man. I loved it. Yeah, I, I know loved you it did. when he turned heel. <laughs> I loved the energy. You know, just what he was putting back out. And I was one of the only few people who really liked what was happening. Like, a lot of people just didn't feel him. Black was like, he was telling me every week, like, no, I hate him. I hate him, bro. Look at his sideburns. Like, Black <laughs> was just giving it to the raw. But I loved it. You know, he really flourished in that heel role. And to me, when you got the rock as heel, you got a great rock. The sideburns. The Versace shirts, the the slacks, the 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 the, the ten thousand dollar shoes, the twenty thousand dollar Rolexes, man, the thirty thousand dollar glasses, man, the, the the disrespect, you know, everything the Rock was doing, man, I just really, 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 really loved it, man. So back then in Survivor Series, they got us, they caught us slipping. No one saw it coming. Everybody, the Rock had the fans behind him. The energy was yeah, 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 and then he turned. He turned heel, man, when, when it looked like Vince McMahon and Shane were going to hand-deliver the championship to mankind. 
And it's like mankind just got done dirty, my boy. Another screw job by the McMahons, man, at Survivor Series, man. So it was just a great moment in time. I probably revisit on the WWE Network, man. So we just want to kind of revisit uh, the Rock's first championship uh, when he turned heel. All right, man, we're well over the two-hour mark, man. So we're going <laughs> to fast forward uh, into some other news, man, and we're going to get out of here. All right, Black, we got a few things, few things on the list, man. Let's start in the UFC. Amanda Nunes, uh, the GOAT, she is pulling out of her fight against Megan Anderson at UFC 256, citing a serious illness. So we hope Amanda's doing okay. We hope everything is going well. But it's sad to see that we won't get to see the Linus fight again in 2020. But, of course, we just hope Amanda is doing well. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier is set. UFC 257, January 23rd. It was first slated to happen the first weekend of 2020, but the UFC pushed it back at potential at a wide-open venue. Mm. Dana White is focusing. Maybe this fight can be the first UFC fight with returning fans. January 23rd, McGregor, Poirier, looking forward to seeing uh, the Irish McNasty back <laughs> in the cage, all right? Uh, college basketball top 10 is out. And you know, I don't like this list at all. The top 10 player, the top 10 teams uh, coming into this season. You got Gonzaga at number one, followed by Baylor, Villanova, Virginia, Iowa, Kansas, Wisconsin, Illinois, my Dukies at nine, and Papa Gary's Wildcats. At 10. I don't like that top 10. We'll see what college football has to offer. And just, excuse me, college basketball has to offer in just a couple of weeks. Uh, Shakira Stevenson, back in the ring. Uh, December 12th, he'll be taking on Taka Khan. Last time we saw Shakira Stevenson, he put a whooping on somebody. And Black, <laughs> I think he's going to do it again mm -hmm. in just a couple of weeks. Shakira Stevenson, Taka Khan, December 12th, free on ESPN. Tans Crawford smashed mm. Kell Brook. Fourth round KO. Fight was competitive early, but you just seen how great Terrence Crawford was. Mm -hmm. Put a whooping on Carol Brook. I was hoping to get a good fight, but we didn't get it. <laughs> we didn't get it at all. <laughs> Terrence Crawford remains undefeated. Defeated Carol Brook. Call out Manny Pacquiao next. He didn't call out uh, Earl Spence Jr. He called out Manny Pacquiao after the fight. He said he well, wants that fight. Well, the plan was before pandemic yeah, happened right. that that was going to be the fight. Right, right, so right. they still want to make that fight happen. And right. then... You're going to Big Fish in Earl Spence. Yes, sir. Junior. We'll see if Earl Spence takes care of business in just a couple of weeks himself. All right. We got a little teaser. Drew McIntyre showed up on Friday Night SmackDown mm. and confronted Roman Reigns. I never thought about those two together at all. Never. But when I seen them, I liked the energy that I got from Drew McIntyre invading Roman Reigns' space. Uh, Drew McIntyre is fighting for the WWE Championship tonight against Randy Orton. I don't think he'll win. I think they're going to hold on to Orton uh, uh, having a championship up to the Royal Rumble. But I like what I saw. And if the first plan goes through the, the uh, through the cracks that we think we're going to get for WrestleMania this year, I'd like to see McIntyre and Reigns. Mm -hmm. I think it look I think it look good. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. All right, a couple things from the sports days. We're going to get back into our special edition bag. We're going to be doing a, a special edition on The Undertaker. 30 Days of the Dead Man. Undertaker is set to make his final appearance at Survivor Series next Sunday, uh, November 26th, uh, 27th or 28th. That's when the uh, Survivor Series is happening. Uh, we're going to do a special edition just honoring the dead man. A lifelong figure, a, a iconic figure in, in wrestling, especially in the WWE. So we're definitely going to be doing a salute to The Undertaker from the sports. That's going to get our wrestling correspondents, PJ Darrell, in here to talk a little bit of wrestling. 
with The Undertaker. All right, man, that's pretty much going to wrap up uh, this week with the Sports Desk. Look, NBA is running hot. We just had the breaking news of James Harden wanting to go to the next. You're going to be getting uh, a special edition from me and Black as soon as all this wraps up. NBA draft is this week. Uh, we got LaMelo Ball. He should be your number one pick. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. The most talented player in this draft. The most offensive juggernaut in this draft, LaMelo Ball. Don't draft sleep, him. Don't sleep on my man, Anthony Edwards. Draft man. him. <laughs> I like Edwards, but LaMelo. LaMelo Ball first and everybody else after him. That's all I got to say on that. <laughs> NBA draft this week. Free agency taking place. Trades taking place. Let's keep it locked with the sports desk, man. We're going to be bringing it to you. Black, anything before we get out of here, man? Oh, no, nah, man. Just always, we appre I appreciate the love, all the support, man, that we get here at the sports desk, man. Absolutely. And we're going to keep on giving to you like my man D say raw and uncut. Yes, sir. Absolutely. The sports desk. You can absolutely. hit me on Instagram and Twitter at BlackENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Yes, sir. You can hit me at Dedrick Hicks Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we know we suck on the Reduced Lunch Sports page on Instagram, but we're going to get better going into 2021, but just not right now. All right. Go to YouTube. You can check us out on YouTube. Check out the Sports Desk Vlogs. We'll be getting back to that. More content coming your way from the Sports Desk. Um, and like Black said, appreciate all the love and the support. You guys take care of yourselves. Be safe out there. And we'll be back in just a few days with episode 87 of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. Yes.